0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 83, your roadshow nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. I'm gonna say this right at the very beginning, we apologize about the audio quality this week. John, uh, sitting next to me in the, co- in the driver's seat is John Swansong Parker.
1: Yeah, first in-person pod since the last time we were in this car. That's yesterday. true. Over uh, like nine, ten months ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we're making the trip back. I moved, uh, we moved John out to uh-huh. california and now we're taking him back and ohio is coming back for him with I, a vengeance
1: yeah i pulled a practical joke on zach and i decided to move for a little bit <laughs> and then uh the punchline is he has to help me move back nice uh so yeah this is an in show podcast we're in a car we're in
0: john's uh so uh if the audio quality sucks please don't bitch at us about it we'll get better next week and we're about to pass a car that's carrying some side of uh nitro i think so hit the nas hit the nas uh, so this is going to be a 2020, 2021 year in review show, kind of like the pandemic year in review, what we've done in the last year, some of the things we've watched, some of the things we've played, seen, listened, or just, you know, anecdotes or stories that we want to talk about. Uh, so we'll ta- we're will we going to kind of just go through the, you know some of our favorite movies, some of our favorite television shows, um, all the things we did, all the biggest stories, maybe like some of our highlights of the year, maybe lowlights too, if there was any you know, really terrible things that we yeah, had to deal with.
1: Well, you know? I think we should try and keep it positive for that's the most true. part. Yeah, I that's mean, true. Yeah, I think you and I can both say, you know, there's a lot of people that had it way worse in COVID-19 than yeah. ourselves and our loved ones. So overall, uh, I think we should keep things pretty positive. There's been some, obviously, some some great things that have happened to us yeah. since we've been apart. But Yeah.
0: And uh, we'll only touch on one major uh, tragedy, which is uh, the New Mutants. But uh, more on that later. Uh, thanks for listening <laughs> to Radiovania, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment pop culture. Usually it's a pop culture podcast where we talk about you know, movies, television, video games, news, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can go to radiovania.com for a feed of every single one of our episodes. You can go to uh, radiovania show at gmail.com, email us with questions, comments, concerns about the show, and just any topic suggestions. We haven't heard from Connor in a while. That really makes me a little sad. Uh, he is
1: starting a new job. That's so. true. Connor's going to give
0: you a pass, Connor. Connor's, course, Connor. I've seen him recently. So Connor's in crypto now, so he's going to develop Radiovania Coin. Ooh, I like that yeah and so we'll, we'll be eventually we'll, it'll be worth uh, 20,000 doge okay um, and, speaking uh, gibberish to me right now so. you can follow the show at Radiovania or you can follow me at Zach Ritello and are you giving out
1: your social handles on podcasts yeah. now? Uh, I have an Instagram at Najathan Parker and if you request me on private I might not um <laughs> Might not accept it. So. I was looking at
0: our, uh, st- our global statistics on where our listenership is. We have listeners in the UK and s- 1% in India. Interesting. <laughs> India. <laughs> India. Huh. Um, so before we get into the year and review stuff, I've got a couple news articles. Uh, I did a very, very light look at some of the biggest news stories over the last like month, since, since the last episode that we haven't covered. Um, Amazon bought MGM for $8.4 billion.
1: Shout out to Bond.
0: Yeah, so what do you think this means for the James Bond franchise? Like, do you have any...
1: I think it means that they will recast after this movie. Yeah. I think Amazon's going to want to start their stint on Bond with a new Bond. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised in the way things are now if they do, like... A James Bond spin off show that releases yeah. on like Amazon Prime or something, you know? Yeah, maybe, maybe if they like see a, like a Young Q or Money Penny show or something.
0: Yeah, I bet. I, I wonder if they're waiting to see what the success of Lord of the Rings looks like and then they're like, well, sure. how much money can we put into a James Bond TV series? I gotta be
1: honest, I mean, there's a lot of really good Amazon shows. I love The Boys. I've heard Jack Ryan's pretty good. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be curious to see. You might be right. They'll probably wait to see uh, how much money they should sink into a Bond show before yeah. they actually like do anything.
0: So. Yeah, it's interesting. Like uh, The CNBC article has the fact that the deal is this Amazon's second largest acquisition. Do you remember what its first largest acquisition is? For Amazon? Yeah. No. It paid $13.7 billion for Whole Foods in tw-
1: 2017.
0: Oh. That's a good get. Which is pretty funny that a film studio is the second biggest acquisition to a grocery store that Amazon bought. So, (laughs) uh, daddy Bezos, take me to Mars. Uh, he's about to own probably more of the planet than the mouse.
1: Yeah. He's getting there. He's getting there. Um, I would pay a lot of money for, like, a celebrity fight between a guy dressed up as Mickey Mouse and Jeff Bezos. Oh! Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Two-day
0: shipping my ass! Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, Marvel dropped the Eternals trailer on us, finally. Yep. Uh, with the last episode, I'm pretty sure we talked about the Marvel old. celebrating cinema, yeah. um, and then they dropped the full Eternals teaser. Uh, John, what'd you think of uh, the teaser trailer? I think
1: it's it looks gorgeous, uh, the way it, the, the cinematography looks beautiful. I love yep. the... You know, like dawn of man aspects to it, and how they, you know, have the Eternals have been interacting with the, you know, planet Earth throughout time. I just love all the little snippets of each of the different um, Eternals doing stuff. I'm I'm excited about the cast. The humor still looks very Marvel, but it's also just it's just cool to see um, kind of a different side of, of the Marvel Comics universe that a lot of people. Are probably really unaware of, including myself.
0: Yeah, I know next to nothing about the Eternals. You've told me a little bit of stuff, and I kind of get, you get some information in passing. Um, I thought the trailer looked really phenomenal. Like, I like the music choice. I like obviously uh, the director's name is Chloe Zhao. Right. Uh, she has a very she an interesting film cinematography style where she used a lot of natural light. Yeah, I like and, that. And that's very obvious in the trailer. It doesn't look like a Marvel movie. Like, it looks kind of like a little bit more indie, which I think I'm into. I, yeah. I can see that being a really, really cool.
1: It looks like a rival.
0: I think you made yeah, that yeah,
1: comparison yeah. a lot too, which looks, you know, pretty apt. Yeah, I
0: love the larger-than-life sort of aspect of the movie. Like, there's that opening shot where it's like early civilization and you see this giant spaceship coming over the water. It's like, it's very cool. It's eerie almost. It's kind of like got this like weird... Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the trailer is the, gotta have that Marvel comedy sting at the very end of the trailer to let them know that it's a Marvel movie, yeah. we're funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that was the one part that I really didn't like. They
1: should let Icarus lead the Avengers, though. They
0: would do very well. You think so? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: He's like uh, a space god.
0: I mean, they're all space gods, right? Aren't they all like aliens? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, we'll have to see, we'll, we'll wait and see when that comes out. That comes out this November, right? That's one of the movies that's slated in the 2021 slot.
1: I think it's November. Um, cuz Shang-Chi is September. That sounds right. And then Spider-Man's December. So. And uh then we get Black
0: Widow here in about a month. Maybe yeah. a little over couple a month, weeks. right? Yeah. A couple weeks. So, very very excited about that. Lots of MCU talk. We'll talk about the MCU a little bit more in the show, you know. Um I have an article here, John, that I think uh got your Jimmy's wrestling, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Batman: Cape Crusader, animated series from Bruce Tim, J.J. Abrams, and Matt Reeves, set at HBO Max and Cartoon Network. Uh, Deadline had the exclusive. They said uh, the reimagining of the Batman mythology is produced by Warner Brothers Animation, Bad Robot Productions, and Six in Idaho. It marks Batman: The Animated Series producer Tim's return to Batman in an animated episodic series. Um, blah 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 blah. Uh, quote it is always fun to feed the insatiable appetite fans have for all things Batman Batman Cape Crusader will entertain first time and die hard fans alike and with such an impressive creative team in place we know we have another future Batman classic in the making end quote that was uh, Eish, Eishine, uh one of the producers I guess on the show John what's your uh, what's your pulse on this
1: I mean it's it's very exciting obviously to to have Bruce Timm jump back into an animated Batman show it is not a continuation of the well-beloved Batman the Animated Series. Um, however, I am just excited that J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves are attached to it, too, especially, like, how they're trying to incorporate Matt Reeves into just, like, all things Batman right now I think is really cool. Do you think DC's trying to make him, like, their Kevin Feige? Maybe. Maybe of just, like, Gotham stuff, though. I yeah. think J.J. Abrams is going to be their their Superman guy, so... Yeah. I think they're just getting different people to, like... And Patty Jenkins is the Wonder Woman person, you know? Maybe they're trying to, ma- Maybe they're trying to make Matt Reeves... Their are Russo brothers. Yeah, maybe something
0: like that, but, um, but I, I know
1: no voice cast is confirmed.
0: No, but what I, do you think the likelihood is of Mark Hamill
1: and, uh, Kevin Conroy showing up? I'm going to say 95%. Oh yeah. 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 If not, I'm less interest, interested in the show. Yeah. Um, I like the idea. It seems like they're going just from like the, um, like the painting that they showed in the, in the deadline exclusive, It looks like they're doing like early 1930s 1940s detective comics era batman with like the really long ears and he's solving these weird crimes with like cults and like poisonings and stuff like that i would love i would just love to see you know kind of their take on like a really early era's batman i think getting kevin and, and as many of the voice cast back obviously playing a different iteration but still you know Right. providing it's the same as like animated series Batman is different than the Arkham series Batman but it, it's just nice to have him in that role. I feel like um, if there's
0: anyone that could bring those two people back or any of that cast it's having yeah. Bruce Tim's involvement.
1: Here's what so. I do want them to do and I hope that this is you know something that Matt Reeves suggests. Um, I'm not entirely sure if the animated series voice actor who played Gordon is still living so just plug uh, Jeffrey Wright into that. Oh I think that'd be great. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I mean, obviously, we'll wait to see more with casting announcements. Yeah, it seems very early. Like, like this, what, I bet this is like a 2022, 2022 yeah, 2023. Yeah, I don't know thing. if it's going to be an ongoing series or, you know, just like a 20 episode, one and done kind of thing. We will, we will wait to see. But yeah.
0: Um, next up on the news, we're we're almost done here. Bo, uh that looks like the book of Boba Fett has wrapped production. Uh, Ming Na Wen confirmed in a recent Instagram uh, post that it had been completed.
1: Um, And we still don't know exactly timelines for this release. Well, in the last episode of Mando Season 2, it says December 2021. Does it say December 2021? And if they wrap, I can't imagine why it wouldn't come out this December. Yeah. So... I don't think they have any Marvel shows slotted at that time, so you might as well just kind of like own the Christmas season in the theaters with Spider-Man and on home with Book of Boba Fett. Disney's just got those two mediums locked up for Christmas. Yeah. That makes total sense to me. Yeah.
0: I, uh... I, I, I'm curious to know your excitement on this because I'm not. Personally, I'm not. I'm more excited to see the conclusion of the Mandalorian story with Grogu and Baby Yoda and, and
1: all that jazz. And it's definitely going to be in Book of Boba Fett. You think so? I think Din Djarin is in one episode of the Book of Boba Fett. For okay. Because sure. this is like. Uh, you know, Johnny Favs has said that there was supposed to be, like, a net of, like, spinoffs before this third season. Yeah. And that includes, like, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, and then the now-canceled Rangers of the New Republic show. So I'm sure that there will be characters from Mandalorian popping up in this. I love, you know, criminal underworld stories in any sure. universe, both Star Wars and, you know, our universe and stuff. Uh, however, I am more excited for Mando Season 3. I'm more excited for Obi-Wan. Um, I'm more excited for this than Andor, though, to be honest. Oh, I, I could give two shits about um, the Cassian Andor Yeah, I know show. you don't like the, you don't care too much. I just much. don't like that character,
0: and I think I, I, I hopefully, potential I want The
1: for who can be in that show is what excites me more sure. than Cassian leading a show. I just want, you know, I want them to win me over,
0: but, I don't know. Spoilers if you never saw Rogue One, but he fucking dies. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is this show going to do for this character that's going to make me... You know, more invested. Like, I'm just, it just seems it's like such sh- a weird choice yeah, to me. I
1: think it's just going to show more of, like, his, um, him being brought into the rebellion. Okay. I think the show will begin with him being a, a neutral party, if you will. And obviously, they'll do, in the same way the solo movie did, like, a Meat Cute, there'll be a Meat Cute episode with him getting K2 and reprogramming him. I bet you Saga is in it. I bet you Jimmy Schmitz is coming in as Bail Organa. Um, they could this could be where they tie in some of the cast of solo too in the andor show which you know take it or leave it if you want it if there's if lando's in that that'd be fantastic sure yeah I'd and that could that. that could set up that lando show they announced but uh time will tell but yeah definitely you know book of boba fett i mean i'm gonna watch it i'm watching Bad batch right now and it's pretty cool it's yeah. not like the best star wars thing i've ever seen but the first episode is really good, worth your time. It's an hour and twenty minutes, so it's like a feature. Really, it's like a feature animated movie. Whoa. it's okay, really cool. cool. Yeah, but every episode since then hasn't been that great. So. Yeah,
0: here's what I want to ask: is the is the book of Boba Fett like an eight? Do we think it's an eight episode thing, or do we think it maybe like four, three, I or think, four episodes? I think it's gonna
1: be like Falcon. I think it's gonna be like six.
0: Six. Yeah, I'm in for that. I think a shorter, more concise season of television
1: is necessary. Uh, I would for go this. for like six. Forty-minute episodes instead of like 8 30 thirty-minute episodes. Yeah, here, here he leaves less uh, room for some dumb bottleneck episodes. Yeah, where it's no like, bottlenecks, please. Where it's like, oh no, Boba Fett has to go find Jar Jar Binks and kill him. Although I'm sure a lot of people would want to see that. This is your assassination target. <laughs> His name is Mr. Binks, and he flips in the fountain for change. Post, These days, he goes post by all of the Empire,
0: the notorious Jar. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, next the notorious up, notorious J-A-R.
0: The next up on the uh, on the news, the last thing that we really have to talk about is a story that broke five days ago, and I don't know if you've seen this. By the way, I should have said we're recording this episode on June fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So anything that we say or talk about that the news breaks tomorrow, that's you know, that's just gonna happen. No. Uh, the rap has an exclusive. Uh, Lord of the Rings anime prequel film set at New Line Cinema and Warner Brothers Animation. Uh, they said, uh, The War of the Rohirrim will be an animated prequel film set before the events of the main trilogy. Uh, New Line Cinema, the studio behind Peter Jackson's Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings films, is returning to J.R.R. Tolkien source material for the first time since the Hobbit movies. Uh... The studio is even recruiting Philippa Boyens, who was on the original trilogy screenwriting team, to serve as consultant for The War of the Rohirrim. Uh, Kenji Kamiyama, known for Blade Runner, Black Lotus, and Ghost in the Shell's standalone complex, will direct. Um, Jeffrey Addis and Will Matthews The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, are writing the screenplay. Joseph Chow is producing the film. Um, have you heard about this yet? I have not. Okay. What is your gut reaction? Because I've had some time to stew
1: on this. Um... I'm glad that it's not another Hobbit thing, you know. I like that it's at least the show's about another aspect of Middle Earth that isn't the Shire. So that I mean that sounds cool. I don't know much about the lore of the Rohirrim besides what they mention in the book and the movies. Yeah. So I don't. Know, are they? Is this like a civil war? Are they fighting each other or like? I, do you know anything about that? I
0: don't know much about the Rohirrim. Yeah. Like pre pre. Um, War of the Ring era, Lord of the Rings lore is just never yeah. been my thing. The Amazon
1: um, show is the Dunedain, right?
0: It's that's the First Age. That's
1: what I'm really excited for.
0: Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because it's something I know completely nothing about, yeah. and I'm really excited to see that. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, what I want to know is: is this a theatrical film, or is this a it's direct? An anime, to, right? It's an anime.
1: It's going to be direct to like. HBO Max or something. You think so? Yeah. Okay. The cool thing about anime, though, is they can make it really bloody. Violent, yeah. Yeah, it could be, like, Samurai Jack or, like, you know, just, like, a, a massive yeah. amounts of death and stuff. Um, I'm sure it would be gorgeous, though.
0: Yeah, but, I, uh, this one is one of those... We get
1: King stands alone.
0: Yeah. At first, when I heard this article, I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really want you to kind of, like, The Lord of the Rings... Fil- like the movies are all even the Hobbit movie we talked about this in the card the other day like the Hobbit movies have their you know their dark spots but I still think like the Lord of the Rings films that we've had so far are all pretty good they're all really really good if you're grading on a curve you know mm-hmm. and so it's like
1: yeah the <laughs> the Lord of the Rings really ups the curve for yeah. some of those dark spots that you, uh, you mentioned mentioned in the Hobbit movies but like yeah. I don't
0: want them to muddy this like I think that like I don't want Star War. I don't want Lord of the Rings to do I don't want them to do to Lord of the Rings what what uh, what's her name did to Kathleen Star Wars Kennedy. I don't want yeah I don't want Lord of the Rings to get Kathleen Kennedy where it's like yeah. we paid 4 billion dollars for Star Wars what do we do she do everything it. do a movie a year for 12 years yeah. and then you oversaturate it I don't want Lord of the Rings to be oversaturated it's, I,
1: think, it, I think you'll be fine with it because it's a different medium which yeah. means not a lot of people are going to see it yeah now that um, I've stewed on it I'm,
0: I'm more excited like yeah. I think the possibilities it, I think really
1: it's going to be very niche so yeah cool I'm interested. I love the Rohirrim. Give me that Carl Urban. In yeah, that's what place. I really
0: hope is that if they do a Rohirrim, maybe they bring Carl well, Urban to voice someone.
1: if it's set before the original trilogy, we don't know how far before. Um, I bet you, like, I bet you ends probably, like, the only joining line. That's probably true. And you could get that actor back, right? Uh, Bernard, d- what's his name? I don't know. I don't remember that yeah. guy's name, but... Yeah. yeah, you could. Or you could get
0: Carl Urban to voice is that all you have
1: saruman (laughs)
0: uh and then the last news story is um it was recently announced that god of war ragnarok would be delayed until 2022 yeah um john and i were in santa cruz when we saw the playstation direct where they announced god of war ragnarok uh it was also the day i dropped john off in santa cruz was the day that ps5 pre-orders went live and i pre-ordered my ps5 from target yeah um they also announced ragnarok would be coming in 2021 Uh, Pandemic, COVID, work from home has obviously hit a lot of video game studios. We're seeing that right now with E3. Like, E3's been going on this weekend, but not a whole lot of substantial announcements have been happening. And a lot of people are tracing that to the fact that we think that video game studios are are being hit pretty hard with delays from not being able to work cohesively together.
1: It's probably harder to work from home on art direction and all this stuff that it, it's much easier to be in the same office and just, you know, get creative juices flowing yeah, and shout summer. over the cubicle wall and stuff. Yeah, I, I can, I can see why, you know, there might be a little bit of a dead zone just for a little bit.
0: So. Yeah. Uh, and I'm getting some news alerts from the Nintendo press conference is coming, is, is, happening right now. So I'm getting news alerts. So we might have some breaking news. No worries. Uh, there might be some, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 news. So we'll splice that in there as we get it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let's move on and talk about the year in review, the pandemic year in review. Um, Did a lot of stuff, watched a lot of things. Um, This is not going to be... I moved across the country and then moved back. (laughs) (laughs) I started a new job.
1: Yeah. Um, As you became a grad student and finished, um, I've worked as a UPS driver for a fat minute. And now I'm not doing that anymore. So what was, uh, if you had to, if you had to rate your UPS experience in one word, I'm not doing that in (laughs) one word. Oh, I thought you were going to say like on a scale, um, challenging, challenging. I think that's a good word. Yeah. Um, everybody out there in during the pandemic, we've gotten a lot and even more in the last decades, we've gotten used to having things shipped to our homes. Now you can order anything through Amazon, including furniture, please. If you live in a hot area, um, or human area. Just leave water bottles out for your delivery drivers, especially if you're having a fucking couch delivered to your house. Um, be, yeah, just be respectful of all, all mail carriers and, uh, you know, help them out where they can. Not it's just a couch, days. a fucking couch. A fucking couch. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I delivered a pavilion. Uh, what? Yep. What is a pavilion? You know, like a pavilion that you set up in your backyard? Like a big... Overhanged area with like poles and stuff. Oh, Jesus. It's a kit that you can order. Oh my god. Yeah Well, thanks a lot bin Laden (laughs) So Well, just please, you know, I'm sure most people Respect their mail carriers in general But with the amount of things that you can order and the frequency to which people just do online shopping now um, You know hydrate us a little bit Okay. (laughs) Take that advice America
0: and our listeners in the UK and India. Yeah.
1: There's UPS over there, it's a worldwide company. Yeah, nice, perfect. International delivery, baby. Um Well, John, is there anything you wanna start off with? Like- so I was I've been thinking about my pandemic year in review and you know, that probably starts like last April. Um You know, going back to when we were doing pods back then, I remember just, like, that first month, all the comics got delayed. Yeah. Movies were getting pushed back to a year or two years. Last of Us. There was kind of, like, a dead zone. Last of Us got pushed back. Things were, like, pretty dismal for a little bit there in terms of, like, new content. So we were checking out, you know old stuff, regurgitating, you know, finally getting the chance to get caught up on Netflix shows or things that I hadn't seen before. So I watched a lot of new things this last year. I watched a lot of new things that were released in the pandemic. So A, new to me or B, new in general. Yeah. I also watched a lot of old favorites just for like some good soul comfort food. Um, But then like, I would say probably by like the middle of the summer, things started to get back on track with all my hobbies, you know, so... The X-Wing, new waves were released, comics started to come back out in stores, and you could actually go out there without just doing curbside pickup. You just had to wear a mask and go in. Um, So I would say, like, my home life kind of got back on track there a little bit in terms of, like, releases, and tons of new content started to come out, which was great. So I read tons of comics last year, watched TV, movies. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. It was really the movies thing. pop culture stuff, like, there was still an abundance of things that were either new or new to me, that I really enjoyed and I'm excited to talk about. But it's the movie is like my my blind spot because I think I only saw like three new released movies within the last like yeah ten months.
0: Well, movies are the most were the most stubborn thing where it's like games, television, comics, books, whatever you want to call it. Music got back on track in the late summer, like you were yeah. saying. I totally agree. But it was like theaters were still like movies and like releasing companies were like still like yeah the they were war still over pussyfooting how long around. Yeah,
1: wait versus. Eventually, in the fall, Warner Brothers just pulling Trig and yeah. being like, "Here you go." And then, yeah, so and then HBO it Max. It was yeah, That's yeah. the thing
0: is that it wasn't until well, I think Wonder Woman was the first Wonder one. Wonder Woman '84 really turned the tide. And then since then, there's been Wonder Woman and Mortal Kombat and Godzilla, Godzilla versus, versus Kong, Kong. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about all the, those. The Conjuring just came out recently, which yep, I can't wait right. to
1: watch. I heard Izzy told me a tweet that she read where it says the Conjuring franchise is like the horror Avengers yeah <laughs> yeah it is which I think is pretty funny they call it the Conjuring cinematic universe yeah they actually call it that James Wan it must be so rich yeah between the Conjuring universe and the Insidious movies yeah and Aquaman the Aquaman <laughs> the Aquaman yeah um yeah I totally
0: agree like I, I the first thing I had on my list is uh just as kind of like a f- maybe a fun way to start this off like I wrote a notepad down on July 7th, the last time I edited this notepad in my phone was July 7th, 2020 at 9.44 p.m. Um, And I screenshotted this because I was like, I kind of want to have this to keep around because I think that this is kind of cool, but it's a list that I made in my notepad on my phone that says things I've done since the start of quarantine. Nice. And so it's like, I don't think this is in any particular order. I know it is for certain things, but... um, it's just a list of things that I, that I did in quarantine. Since I got... I was laid off from my job in quarantine uh, for a you're few furloughed. months. furloughed. I was furloughed, yeah. yeah. So, it's like, three and a half, four months I was furloughed. Yeah. Without um, pay. Without pay. So, first
1: time I've ever had to collect unemployment. But you get to come back if you want to wait that long, which is the difference between furloughing and laid off. It's like you're not going Exactly, yeah. So, I learned <laughs> yeah. that term.
0: Yeah. Um, but... So, do you mind if I run through my list? No, please do. If yeah. you have anything to say about these, please say say something. Yeah. So, the first thing I had written down written down was uh, the Hulu series Devs.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, it's got Ron Swanson in it. Yep. Uh, it's directed by the guy that did Ex Machina and Annihilation. Okay. Really good series. Uh, it's really grim and dismal. It's about, like, you know, the horrors of technology and what yeah. it can do if we reach too far. Uh, so definitely recommend giving that one a watch interesting way to start my quarantine that was the first one I ever yeah, that's on a bold list. move
1: i think i finished the office <laughs> i think izzy and i were, izzy and i were re-watching the office when the quarantine started so we finished that um so we watched like three seasons yep. of the office while we were just like cooking at home and just chilling yeah that was the very first thing i remember doing
0: um next on my list was better call Saul.
1: okay uh because yeah, i have not seen
0: yeah so i i, I believe during co- the very start of quarantine the last season the most recent season was being released episode by episode yeah and so um and it ends on a pretty dramatic cliffhanger I mean, they all do every season Breaking Bad does too so it's like that was one of the also the first ways it started my quarantine was like oh this series I really really love now it's season six I think it's the last season of Better Call Saul but that's been heavily pushed like people are saying we might not get it until 2022 yeah so um next up was Animal Crossing uh, that nah, came out big one. right at the start. That was yeah. the video Huge. game I played the most amount Huge. in, in twenty twenty.
1: A big positive influence on a lot of people. Yeah, came out at the right time. I think
0: we talked about it a bunch on the show. Yeah, we definitely have. It was my, it was my coffee game. Like every morning, my, it's routine. Co- it was yeah. my routine. It was my routine. It was it was something that kept me sane. And and the thing with Animal Crossing is. I'll I'll remember that game so fondly for the rest of my life just because it was such a positive beacon of light for me in a oh dark God. dark time. Yeah. Yeah. So for
1: sure.
0: Uh, shout out to that game. Um, then uh, I have too hot to handle yep. written down. The game show. Uh, the or the dating, show. the reality show. Yeah, yeah, where it's like a bunch of hot people go to an oh, island. Oh, I've seen it, dude that shit is so funny
1: yeah it's hilarious
0: uh i it's love so trashy
1: but it's, it's really very funny. trashy
0: i and I, trashy tv isn't something that i typically love who but is your
1: favorite on, two, on to handle so guy and girl you gotta pick one of each uh the girls i remember less because they were they had were kind of like personality void well they were focusing so much
0: on francesca yeah i don't even i remember that name she's the one that looks like kim kardashian okay which one is the one that like leaves 'Cause I thought the that blonde was really funny, bitch.
1: I don't remember her name. She uh, was crazy. <laughs> yeah. My
0: favorite guy, yeah. I'll tell you that, is the guy that shows up halfway through for no fucking reason. Yep. That's like a Guido in his 40s. Yep. And I loved him. I loved everything yeah. he said. I loved that he did not look like he belonged
1: there. Yeah, I liked the Jesus guy, but The my, Jesus guy was My, my favorite awesome too, guy right? was uh I think his name is David. He's the guy from London, and he just seemed very wholesome.
0: Oh yeah, I remember uh, him. He
1: was really nice. Um and I, the, my favorite girl was probably the Irish girl because oh she was, yeah, the Irish girl. she was girl, really cute, yeah. but she was also just like the least problematic. Yeah, you yeah, You could yeah. tell she's just like I'm in it for the money at this point. <laughs> she went, she went full Han Solo on us, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, that show was that was a really fun like day and a half's worth of yeah, just yeah. like vegging out watching. Shitty TV and eat pasta. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and
0: uh, I think Carly was telling me that their season two is in the works. Oh, thank God! So let's keep running back. Rest easy. Yeah. Uh, Gideon Falls. I wrote down on here. Oh yeah, you, you read the whole thing. Read the whole thing. Yep. Uh, I thought it was an excellent series. Yeah. I think it has its uh, issues. I think the last, the ending is not. It's rushed. Is is ru- definitely it's rushed. rushed, and does doesn't give you the the satisfactory conclusion that you'd like. Um, No spoilers for Gideon Falls, because I do recommend it, but um, I do think that, like, my biggest... Give it a 9
1: out of 10 overall. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think my problem is that... Could have been a 10 out of 10. I would have loved to have seen 30 more pages after the end of us, like, seeing where the characters are
1: now, instead of
0: just ending.
1: This is the thing, though, with comics. There's going to be another Gideon Falls Oh, you think so? That makes me happy. So, this is the end of Gideon Falls but I got you, there's like a sequel called like Midian Falls or some shit like that. And we, you know, you will find out what happens to those characters because comics is serialized. Like it's not, no one's ever really gone. Luke's no gonna one's walk ever across. really gone. Yeah. So we'll get some more of it one yeah. day. Uh, next thing on my list was the view universe. Yeah. I
0: watched all these movies for the very and first time. I'm really
1: glad you finally saw them because now all of my inside jokes <laughs> make more sense. I don't sound like a crazy person.
0: Yeah. So within the span of a week, I think I watched Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks Two, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Uh, I did not watch any of like the side films that Kevin Smith did. So the like Canadian Zach and Mary ones. make a porno. Yeah. Um, Tusk. Tusk. I, I refused to watch that film.
1: Yeah. Uh, but give me your top three real quick oh man chasing no, Amy, no particular order just your top three favorites Chasing
0: Amy I think is my favorite of the Kevin Smith movies I think it's I think it, it has aged surprisingly
1: well what's a Nubian <laughs> what's a Nubian man you almost made me laugh uh, Chasing Amy is the best I love Archie I, and Jughead were lovers
0: <laughs> we're gonna go get 40 Archie comics right now and figure this out uh, yeah Ch- uh, Chasing Amy is awesome I really love Dogma um, and I really love Mallrats. I think those are my three favorites. Yeah,
1: Mallrats is good. And also post Stanley's death. Yeah, that, that movie is really touching. Yeah, definitely carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Um, Michael Rooker, so good. Yeah, Michael movie. Rooker's awesome, you, dude. He's so funny. Pretzels? Yeah, stink hand. stink hand. Stink palm, or stink whatever he calls them. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also love. I for, the actor. I always forget the guy who's looking at the sailboat the whole time. You idiot! It's not oh, a schooner. It's a, <laughs> it's a don't, sailboat. do no, because you dumb bastard. <laughs> it's a sailboat. Yeah. Um, there is no Easter Bunny. Yeah, those are great. I think my top three. I'd probably go with. Um, I also have Chasing Amy. Um, I would probably so my top three, and I go based on the ones that I rewatched the most. Is right. Chasing Amy, Clerks, Two, and have Bob Strike Back. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Clerks 2 and, and Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back are... are they're they, I, I liked all of them. I didn't dislike any yeah. of the Kevin Smith movies. Clerks
1: 2 makes me, like, fall in love with Rosario Dawson. Yeah, and for sure. I think the Elias character, yeah. his relationship with Randall, is some of the funniest shit ever. No, the Transformers are not a gift from God. <laughs> they're from what we call the desolate one. <laughs> yeah, all that all that stuff is hilarious. Um, it's just good Jay and Bob in that, too. Yeah, yeah. those are the best that's the best stuff in any of the movies I think is, yeah, it's, it's also like the most maybe besides Chasing Amy it's actually like the one that kind of takes itself the most seriously yeah by the end of it which I really like and I love when it when it fades back to black at the end they say that misery yeah Love's company. Yeah, good stuff. And uh,
0: so yeah, you watched all. Of them, and uh, yeah, stuff. I'm really glad that I did. Uh, I've since shown Carly some of them. She's still w- winking her way through the this, the the Viewers' Universe movies, but yeah, very glad I finally got around to it. Uh, those were a nice like that was a nice week. It was just like nothing but like comedy and 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 funny like early two thousands humor. Yeah. Some of it's eh, a little risque. Maybe some maybe it wouldn't play. Up. Yeah, but uh, I do think that a lot of it is has really good sometimes when good, I'm just like stuff. when I want to
1: watch something that's like wholesome but also makes me laugh I'll just put on the diner sequence from Chasing Amy yeah oh yeah where he's telling the story about Amy but the whole time Jay's just eating spoonfuls of sugar <laughs> it's great <laughs> look at this morose motherfucker right here <laughs> yeah it's uh, good stuff and then after the
0: VSK universe the next one I have written down was Jojo Rabbit yeah I never saw it Uh, great movie one of the best movies I've seen in a long long time it's Taika Waititi's best film in my in my opinion I think Ragnarok is maybe my favorite Taika Waititi film but I think that Jojo Rabbit is a complete like work of art yeah that's what it is like Jojo Rabbit's a work of art like Ragnarok is a fun Marvel movie Um, totally think it deserved more at the Oscars but I I, I digress Uh, stay away from spoilers too for Jojo Rabbit okay There's lots of spoilers out there for that one uh, then I watched Superman's 1978 oh yeah Superman the movie <laughs> yeah Superman the movie I'd never seen it before or at least hey, I, when Jim, I was a kid
1: that's a dope outfit
0: I think I saw it when I was a kid like on TV sure but this is the first time I sat
1: down and watched it front to back yeah totally do um, you love how the Godfather calls it Krypton Krypton, yes. And they're like <laughs> Marlon, hey, Marlon not, Brando. We can't correct Marlon Brando, he'll kill us. Yeah. yeah. I uh, think that shit
0: is so funny. Yeah. It's a weird movie. Like it doesn't hold up, I don't think. Like I don't I think it ages disagree. well at all. I
1: think it holds up because of how campy it is. Sure. The um,
0: the best scene is the Lois Lane getting saved from the helicopter scene. Like that oh, yeah. whole thing is that's, like
1: that's Superman right there for sure. Don't worry, ma'am, I've got you. I love I love the the weird freaking Star Trek version of Krypton. Yeah, I think it does look Krypton, like Star Trek. I think it's really, I think it's so hokey but I just love how they're just like yeah, sure, we paid as much money as the movie cost to get Marlon Brando <laughs> in it for ten minutes. Um. Bold choice. You didn't watch the sequel though afterwards, no, right? No, no, no. If no. you if you do ever feel like, I want to watch Superman 2, just make sure you watch the Dick Donner cut. Okay. Not the theatrical release. Because the Dick Donner cut actually like Coincides with the Superman the movie. So that's a whole thing. We can talk about that another time. Okay. On Superman interview. On, on our pre DCEU DC rewatch pod where we watched the four Batman and four Superman. Oh, no. Oh, and Green Lantern. No. Oh, uh, no. no. But then we'd also have to watch, like. We also get to watch the Nolan movies, though. So yeah, that's the dope. Nolan movies, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: then after that, and I have Steel, the. Steel starring Shaq. <laughs> and Shaq Fu starring Shaq as well. Sure. Uh, next up on the list was The Last Dance. Did you watch it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That shit slapped. So, so that hard. was
1: the first thing I can remember that was new that I watched was that documentary coming out every Friday. Um, that's like I think that's like the first thing that came out in 2020 that I watched. Uh, loved it so much. Some great documentary stuff. Yeah. It's I know it's heavily produced by Jordan, so it's very biased, but it was still just like the way it was set up and how they do bottle episodes that are also weaving the story of the 98 season, yes. but also like telling you about like who Rodman is and Phil Jackson and Scotty Pippen. I love the Steve Kerr episode too about his dad. I think that was really awesome. And it was just dope to just be like this Michael Jordan guy was addicted to being the best athlete of all time. and It's just it's cool to it it made me hyped because we also had no sports at that time yeah right 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 seeing live sports was cool yeah and that led into them finally getting the bubble set up for the NBA and finishing last season so um, it was really nice to just like have that at that time it was was the perfect timing and during that there's like all these great all my favorite sports podcasts and stuff then then had something to talk about so I could get new podcast episodes where it's like this week we watched episodes three and four of The Last Dance and then I got like two episodes of podcasts about us. So I just started to get more content. Yeah. So I remember that very vividly. Yeah, it,
0: documentaries are interesting for me. Like I typically won't, I don't, uh, I, I'm not drawn, they have to be a subject, they have to really draw me in. Yeah. Like a boring document. like I can't watch anything Ken Burns. I just can't do it. <laughs> because it's so it's so like sterile yeah one day I'll watch Ken Burns baseball but I'm in no rush yeah but the
1: the last dance is so exciting it's It's cut like a movie and they got great like music drop like there's some really fun like needle drops to like hip-hop from the eras that they're showing you like game footage like I love there's like in one of the first episodes they show you Jordan at North Carolina um He's he playing college ball. Yeah, and they dropped the needle drop for "I Ain't No Joke," and I was like, "This is this is really freaking rad." To yeah, just watch this. Yeah. yeah, just very well produced. Like yeah. Jason Jason Hey, I think is how you pronounce his name. He, I don't remember how you pronounce his last name, but he did a really good job. Yeah, for sure. I love the also the the format of the documentary where they show the people the iPad clips of what other people said, so that it just continues to throw gas on the fire of all these views yeah. that Jordan has, like. When he shows him the Gary Payton iPad footage of Gary Payton saying he was the best defender on Jordan, Jordan's like, "This ain't shit." You know, it's just—it's <laughs> <laughs> just so funny.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really great format. Uh, definitely worth a watch. Definitely worth your time. Ten yeah. episodes, each an hour long. Trying to get our
1: documentary. I know, guys, to I'm on watch board. It, but they—they just—they they say that ten hours of. Uh, 10 hours of Michael Jordan is too much, but 900 pages of guys on a frozen ship isn't. Yeah, fuck the terror. We'll talk about that in books. (laughs) Uh,
0: And the last thing I have on this list before I stopped writing this list, I think because right around this time that I added this last thing was when I went on my first vacation during the pandemic, which is when uh, Carly and I with her family always go down to South Carolina and we, we... take a beach house and was we stay there the for a week party? Yeah, it was before the bachelor party if i'm not mistaken yeah, that was the first time i left the house was like to go to the bachelor party yeah, yeah. uh and the last thing oh, I actually had, your birthday but yeah. yeah and the last thing the last thing i had written down before that break
1: was the last was part two and in parentheses i have platinum yeah um yeah that is, that is like if you talk about pandemic year in review it's like that's kind of like i don't know the largest umbrella over my year is just, like, that coming out because of my hype for it, then playing 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 it, it, and I'm still replaying it, so. (laughs) Shocker there, uh, if anyone knows my, my backstory with Naughty Dog Games, but that coming out, like, if that didn't come out in the pandemic and they did push it back till 2021, I might be a very depressed person right now, but instead, I've since played it and it's fantastic. Yeah, so.
0: Yeah, I, uh, we, John and I were talking about this on our drive when we were in Utah, and we were talking about how, you know, like, it's still kind of sitting with us, it's been out for over a year now. Almost a year, or over
1: a year. Over a year, Over a year, by a couple days, actually, yeah.
0: And so, um, you know, it still holds up, still, and I think it's still the best Naughty Dog game, I think it... Is in the conversation for one of the best games of the generation, and for me, it's one of the best games of all time. Personally, my favorite well, maybe my favorite complete package of a video game in terms of yeah. story, gameplay, emotion, music, visuals the the whole thing. And uh, I'm replaying it now for the first time since the Platinum because it just came out with the 60 frame per second patch on the PS5 and sweet mother mary and joseph that shit looks gorgeous i'm about to show john that shit tonight and he's about to lose his mind so very excited about that but yeah it's the last of us last of us part two is definitely one of those one of the brightest darkest spots in the pandemic because it is such a it's a gut-wrenching game um but it means so much to me as a story oh absolutely absolutely so uh well that was my list that was my things i've done since quarantine list um do you want to talk, what do you want to, what, what should we start with? Do you have something that's itching on your mind that you want to talk about? Something that you watched, did, or played so, during I, the pandemic? Yeah, we
1: already really talked about The uh, the Last of Us and The Last Dance, the two lasts.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, plug our podcast. If you want to go listen to our complete thoughts on The Last of Us Part Two, we did like a three-hour long spoiler cast yeah. on The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I think really, really proud of that episode. I think we did a really great job like yeah. covering all the chapters and getting into the nitty-gritty of it.
1: When I think about the the height of the pandemic quarantine like last summer and stuff like that, um, just to kinda do like a shorter version of the list that you did. I just remember that game, that documentary. I watched New Girl for the first time, which was a fantastic experience, so lighthearted and fun and it's yeah. now one of my favorite shows. Um, yeah, I rewatched girl. a lot of things as well. I, like, Izzy and I got to sit down and watch all of Rick and Morty together. BoJack Horseman. We watched, oh, I've never seen Bojack We watched Horseman. Parks and Rec leading into the quarantine special Parks and Rec, which was cute. Um, I wasn't a fan. It I wasn't thought... great, but it was cute. I mean, Tiger King at the time, big deal. Uh, just completely insane. Uh, that was like, there was a week where we watched... Too Hot to Handle and Tiger King in the same week. A lot, we a lot were of trash. Like, we are like, we're doomed. Like, <laughs> humanity is totally boned. Um, I played Pokemon early on. Oh. Because I didn't have a Switch, so I couldn't get on the Animal Crossing thing, but I was like, what's a fun little RPG to play while I wait for The Last of Us? So I played that for a little bit. Which Pokemon? Uh, Ruby. Oh, cool. My first Pokemon game. Um, and then I went... And finally broke down and bought Red Dead Two, and this is what also defines the pandemic for me: is just like playing blackjack at a saloon for hours and just riding around on my horse and fucking, you know, killing the KKK and playing the story. I'm still not even done with the story. That's how long it's been. Just like, it's it was kind of like comfort food for me for a little bit. Red Dead's one of those games I think you really
0: can savor. As much as I yeah, want man, you to get to the it's end, it's because like I'm... eating an aged steak. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> just want
1: to tear into that shit little bit
0: by bit. I want to talk to you about the ending very badly, but it's also yeah. like, you know, everyone comes to games man. at their own pace, and I, I think that Red Dead is one of those things where, yeah. you know, you kind of... That's a role-playing game. That is... A, I mean, Red Dead's an RPG. It's an action RPG, and that's one of the very few role-playing games where I really felt like I was role-playing. Like, I really felt connected to Arthur as a character, and I yeah. felt... And I, Um, Man, just one of the top video game protagonists of all time is Arthur Morgan, man. I love that guy so much.
1: So, yeah, that's kind of what I think of when I think of, like, the big things that I did in the height of being, like, locked down. Yeah. But I think we should just do now, like, year in review. Let's just pick mediums and talk about a couple different things that we haven't touched on so far. So why don't we start with an easier one, which would be books. Oh, books. I'll go first. So, obviously, I'm a big comic guy. Um, Bless up for Comicsology. In the pandemic, they did fantastic amounts of sales on their medium for such a long time and uh so I just I just bought a bunch of digital books that I was like I don't need to own this physically but I've always wanted to read this right and a lot of them were like 75 to 80% off so you could just get like a trade for like you know two bucks um so I read a lot of comics once they started coming back out weekly you know I would go to JC's or then when I moved to Santa Cruz go to Atlantis shout out to both of them um the best comic book that I read throughout the quarantine year, um, besides Gideon, would probably be The Run on Daredevil right now. It's really good. Um, really, really good stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's probably my favorites. I read a lot of novels, though, too, in the, in the quarantine. I read The Outsider by Stephen King, which they adapted into the HBO show. Which yeah, I, did you watch the I, show? I, I watched the first episode. And it was so dark that I just... I was like, I need to take a break from this. Like, I already read the book. And you never book. came back to it. I haven't finished it. But I've heard it's really good. Um, I did not like it. Really? No. I, yeah. I, I
0: thought it was really, really weird. Like, the pacing is bizarre. And okay. I'd be curious to talk to you about it since you read the book. The like, book is really good. Yeah, I've heard the book is phenomenal. Yeah, but, like, really the show... Good. The show is really weird. Like, the very beginning of the show is, like, super dark and very grim and real. And, like, it feels very dramatic. But then towards the end of it, it starts getting a little kooky. Yeah. And... Maybe that feels more balanced in the book, I but in the does. show, I thought it was, like, so off. Like, yeah. it, did, it just didn't feel right at all.
1: Yeah, it's a Stephen King story, so the ending is going to kind of always sure. be the worst part. Um, but the book was really good. I remember tearing through that in, like, a week or so. I read No Country for Old Men. Um, I did read some nonfiction, too, about some expeditions in the Amazon, just kind of, like, yeah. trying to get my mind out of being stuck in Cuyahoga Valley National Park. You know what I mean? Which was not a bad thing necessarily in a no. pandemic. But yeah, John, you had it easy this pandemic yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of locations. Yeah, you're yeah, on I a beach and you're piece. in the woods. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of like the stuff that I read. But, yeah, big standouts for sure there was Daredevil, Gideon Falls. Um, yeah. And then they, right now, have been doing all those cool 80th anniversary things with DC and, and Marvel. So that's been fun to get, like, get a 100-page book You know what I mean? Where it's like, this is the Joker's 80th anniversary. Here's 100 pages of just different Joker short stories. Right. That you can kind of like, you know, read one with a cup of coffee, put it away, take it on the John later on in the day, read the next one, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it was was a really fun reading year for me. I got a lot more reading. And then we did a book club, which I don't know if you want to talk about that now, but we did one with our friends. Uh, The two books that we read have both been not my favorites (laughs) Uh, and we watched one documentary that was also not my favorite Uh, oh fuck that documentary I I don't even want to
0: plug that documentary because it's such
1: trash uh, you hear me Connor it's trash I'm glad we did it though because it's nice to catch up with everybody yeah, um, I just wish my stuff got more votes. That's all I'm saying. So
0: yeah, John suggested *The Last Dance*, *Watchmen*, and something else. And things I that'd fun
1: in the pandemic. And uh, and everyone we wanted read to about watch. people dying on a frozen ship. And the first book we and, read was about hillbillies. And so. like drug addicted hillbillies. Oh, then yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, I uh, yeah, books for me. I, I used to be a way bigger reader, but like I don't know I. I didn't read much during the pandemic. No, I, I also
1: rereading Harry Potter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. been time consuming. Um, Order of the Phoenix, better than you remember. It's a good book. I always liked that book. I thought that was some really good some people really hate the the angsty Harry, but I think it's well deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: For me, books like you said, we 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 read the the hillbilly book. Hillbilly we Hillbillyology. Didn't JD think Salinger. it was
1: great. Just kidding. That's catching the Rhyme <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> I don't J- know
0: J.D. McKissick J.D. McKissick well, Something McKissin? like I don't know J.D. I don't know what that says about the catcher in the ride I don't know um, Yeah then we also read The Terror which is the the book that's uh, it's a Dan Simmons AMC show uh, Yes uh, AMC adapted show Curious to watch the show maybe but yeah. the, the book I thought was just so bloated and, and full of crap
1: that I didn't I couldn't get into it <laughs> Sorry, Mike. It's no. It's It's like a George R. R. Martin, very detail-oriented, slow-burn yeah. writing style, which is great for some people, and that might be your cup of tea during the pandemic. Um, if your
0: if your plan on a Saturday is to sit on your patio in Milwaukee and drink a sparkling wow, limoncello you're taking,
1: Lacroix you're and taking read the slug terror shots at Michael right now, <laughs> if, Michael, I love you, bro. I love you too. I man. I love
0: the book, but I love you. I'll see you in the war zone. Yep, um, not me. And uh, yeah, so beyond those, I I read Gideon Falls, like I mentioned before. I also have been reading, I'm I'm not finished with it. I think I'm like two issues away, but I'm reading through Uh, John for my birthday. He bought me the WandaVision comic, or the Visions. And then he also bought, look at the size of that cow. Mm -hmm. That's a big milker. And then he also bought me Sam Wilson Captain America. And I'm almost finished with Sam Wilson Captain America. Really enjoying it so far. It's good art in that. Yeah, cool art cool setup I just got past the chapter where he turns into a wolf
1: which I was a little I'm not feeling for Dude, a second there comics are wild comics are fucking wild yeah um cause it's I mean, they're just gonna come out with another one next month so if they fuck up on one issue it's like eh Yeah. what are you gonna do cancel Batman it's
0: like no yeah and then the the other thing that I read as something I've also I'm bad at I'm I'm bad with books with starting something and not finishing it and yeah. I haven't finished Green Lights the Matthew McConaughey autobiography really enjoying what i've read so far but i have not made it very very far
1: at all Um, i think that was like if the if pandemic resolutions were a thing mine was like you start a book you finish a book so i I don't know because i'm also really bad at that especially once i got to like the height of working a lot and stuff and you know comics are so much easier to finish because you can do that in one sitting in a couple minutes right yeah i was like if i start this novel i really want to finish it unless it's absolute garbage yeah
0: um, yeah, once it came back to the time where it was like my furlough was ended and I was back at work, I was like the busiest I've ever been in my entire life. So, yeah, uh, so yeah it was diff- it was more difficult for me to, to read. I would much rather come home and unwind by playing a video game or watching a movie or a television show or something like that. So, um,
1: so yeah. You that a, about, yeah. I think that's good for, good for, for reading. Books? Yeah, you want to talk about movies? Let's talk about movies. I think TV is going to be the big one and games. But So, for movies... I've, these are the new movies that have come out that I've seen. Okay. I've seen The Wrong Missy, the Netflix movie. <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. I've seen um, Wonder Woman 84. I saw Scoob. Oh, oh, yeah, Summer, yeah, I, I still haven't seen Scoob. Which is very enjoyable. Um, and I think that's it. I think I only saw three new movies that I can think of. So, okay. yeah. Now you go. <laughs> Because you've you've done a better job of watching things like Tenet and, like all this stuff. Yeah. Content. So I tried to watch
0: a lot of the new release stuff over. Once they started
1: coming out at home quarantine, yeah.
0: Um, so again, this is in no particular order. Uh, <laughs> which one do I start with? There's so much crap on this list. I've watched some trash
1: this year. That's the other thing is like, like there wasn't really anything. The stuff that got postponed were the things that I wanted to see. So the stuff they actually released, I was like, eh. I'll get to it. I think the only one that I really wanted to watch was Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. So.
0: Um, and oh, you and can Snyder the, Cut I watched that. Yeah, the Snyder Cut. That's yeah. that's a big one that we can talk about. But yeah, Wonder Woman. I think we've talked enough about <laughs> the DCU. I don't
1: think we need to dive into it
0: much more. We um, saw it. It happened. Well, it's been over. it's been over a month. Where are you? Fe- how are you feeling now? Like have I've you still only of-
1: seen it once. So okay. you're going to have to talk to me after I watch it again.
0: Which okay. Which I'm in no rush to do. Yeah. Uh yeah I don't know looking through my list here I, so the first the last movie I saw in the theater the first movie the, the last movie I saw in 2020 was Sonic the Hedgehog okay uh, so I saw Sonic the Hedgehog in theaters that was right before the pandemic okay uh, um but then after that it was all direct to direct to streaming stuff so it's like I watched oh god Mulan I Brad. saw Mulan and <laughs> eh. no, it was fine yeah uh it take some weird decisions I really like the film the cinematography uh, but I thought the film itself was like pretty boring overall not really engaging sure and a little goofy um what else what else let's see here uh I watched Mortal Kombat I did it I watched the movie it's um it's not great it's really funny in a bad movie sort of way where I wish that you were watching it with me so we could yell things at the screen sure uh but it it's interesting like there's not much fighting in the movie like it's they they really blow their load in the budget in like three scenes and then the rest of the fights are like little interactions um Kano is pretty funny uh he's like played by this like he's like this Australian bro he's kind of like Captain Boomerang I get the sense uh he's actually pretty funny his jokes land more than they miss I'd say that's good uh the really cool thing, the money shot, is the Scorpion versus Sub Zero fight, and guess what? It's awesome. That's, it's yeah. really cool. i just watch
1: that on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Well, you can watch it on HBO Max. yeah oh, that's true. HBO yeah. Max
1: for free. Right.
0: Yeah, it's Um Yeah, it's it's a decent movie. Um, I also watched the New Mutants recently. I finally I finally watched that. That's one of the older movies. Forced him out for Zach. He had to sit through the whole thing. Yeah, it's boring. It's so boring. It's not yeah. bad, like. It's not like the worst thing I've ever seen, but like all the actors are terrible. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Anya Taylor Joy is in it, and she she's like she's holding a puppet for some of it. It's like a dragon puppet, and yeah, she's, she's speaking in a weird Alania accent.
1: Rasputin. She's supposed to be like Russian. Okay.
0: Yeah. But she's like terrible. She doesn't have a good Russian accent, yeah, and well, she's like
1: neither did uh, Elizabeth Olsen. So
0: I guess, but like Anya Taylor Joy is supposed to be like a great actress, and she's in like the the, the Queen's Gambit. Yep. And I guess that's really, really good, and she's good in it, but, like, man. Sure. If you told me this was a good actress and you showed me that movie, I'd be like, she should probably stop working. Yeah. Uh, and the kid from Stranger Things, Jonathan Byers, is just a wet fart. He's, like, <laughs> the worst. He is using a terrible southern accent for the entire movie. It's awful. All right. Uh, and there's also six people in the movie total. There's six cast members. Because Maisie it, Williams, right? Yeah, it, it, Maisie Williams. She's good. She's the best part. But the whole movie takes place inside of, like, a mental institution. They're, they're like, trying to... Do you care about spoilers? All right, so they're trying to like (laughs) all these—they're the New Mutants. Their their powers are unstable, is what they keep saying. Is that they're like they're like you could be a danger to yourself and others, so we have to keep you here and test you. Yeah. Um, but in this in this mental institution, there's nobody else. There's one doctor and the five mutants, and that's it. That's all the cast you ever see. You don't see any. There's no extras. There's no other voices. It's literally just these six people in a house together. Like it looks so empty the movie looks empty and it's really really weird um, just a just a terrible way for the X-Men Fox f- franchise to just go out on like on just the Dark worst note. And that,
1: yeah. yeah
0: like after such a great yet such a great run there First Class Days of Future Past Logan Deadpool Deadpool, Deadpool 2 even. Like you had such a great run going there and then you apocalypse just Apocalypse happened. But uh yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Apocalypse is some garbage apocalypse that's like right funny in, to watch. Apocalypse right in the middle of that run is very unfortunate. Yeah. But... Very, very
0: unfortunate. Um I also watched the best picture winner, Nomad Lands. Um directed by Chloe Zhao, who's the person that's doing Eternals. Um and I thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh did not think it was like spectacular. I thought it was decent. Um what else I'm trying to look for things that you might have an opinion on did you
1: watch soul nope really you're a Disney guy too your whole family is I figured they'd want to talk you, to you I about it I haven't watched anything <laughs> uh, I've, I've watched TV I haven't really watched any movies this year which is kind of unlikely um, I also watched uh, I thought soul was fine
0: I think it's like worse inside out that's what I've heard uh, I watched Tenet that was the first big movie where it was like I, I remember talking to Carly we were on a walk that day and I was like you know what tonight is. It's tenant time. Yeah. It's tenant time, baby. I was, I was like
1: 1999 pro- rental. I will watch it. I, I I really will. Because I do like Rob Patton and I do like John David Washington. Yeah. Um, and obviously I like Chris Nolan, even though I'm not a huge Dunkirk fan. But yeah, I, I will watch it, I promise. I just have had no like you know what I'm in the mood for? Tenet. Like, yeah. that just hasn't happened to me yet, and I'm sure it will.
0: It'll suck you in. Yeah, like, I'm the, sure it will. The like, very first scene is very Dark
1: Knight. Yeah. Dark Knight I'm sure, Rises like, I'm sure one time I'll be like a couple beers deep, I'll put it on, I'll be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you'll. you'll Nolan! You'll enjoy it. it's, yeah. It's,
0: uh, it's not his best movie, it's also not his worst movie. I think it's. But you're great. Nolan is one of those things you're seriously grading on a curve because all of his movies are pretty spectacular. Sure. Except for Dunkirk, I think Dunkirk is his most boring movie. It's so boring. Uh, but keeping Tom Hardy in a plane the whole time yeah, bad is a big call. Big mistake. Bad call. Um, but Tenet, Tenet is such a visually interesting movie, um, and a very the the movie has style, and it's I'm not a huge James Bond fan. Okay. I liked. James Bond you like the Craig ones I like Daniel Craig ones yeah the Tenet to me is maybe the best Bond movie I've ever seen okay because it feels very much like a spy it's Nolan trying to do a spy thriller
1: just get let, just let him direct a Bond movie I know right the, he are, wants to so badly the freaking Broke Holy Family or whoever is like not letting a black person be Bond and not letting Chris Nolan direct should be like I think. I think. Honestly, I think MGM's just waiting for that family to die off, and yeah. then they're gonna do whatever they want. Same with like. Well, Amazon owns them now. Same so. as like, as soon as George Lucas dies, they're gonna release the theatrical cut on Blu Ray. Oh, instantly, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: Tenet Tenant is a must watch if you're a Chris Nolan fan. I I just it has it has a couple major major problems that are very spoilery that I can't talk to you about. Yeah. But I would love to have a discussion about it once you see it. Cool. Um, I saw Mank the Gary Oldman film about the making of Citizen Kane. Yeah. Thought it was really, really good. Also thought it was very, very boring. Uh, And that's shocking because it's directed by the guy that did, uh, like, Social Network and Uh, Gone Girl. Sorkin? Aaron Sorkin, right? Well... Gone
1: Girl is not Sorkin.
0: David Fincher. David Fincher. David Fincher's the director. And David Fincher's movies, even Gone Girl, which is, like, kind of slower paced, is still, like, very anxious. Yeah, Yeah. It's, like, good... That's good shit right there My favorite
1: Fincher movie though, is seven What's in the box Yeah 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 What's in the fucking box <laughs> That's the best <laughs> That's my Honestly That's like Your best Brad It's still Pitt? my favorite Brad Pitt line reading It's just What's in the fucking box And he's <laughs> just like He's pointing the gun around That movie Have you watched that in a while Oh Not, not in a while I think the yeah. last time I saw it Was like five ten years Even ago Even though the whole Spacey stuff Is just like making like a black spot on some of my old favorite movies yeah i rewatched that like within the last year actually and i was like man young Pitt is just going for it in this yeah, movie and i'm hard. here for it yeah um yeah so yeah mank
0: yeah eh. I, I wanted to like it more because it's a movie that you would think i would like yeah a black and white movie directed by david fincher about the making of one of the greatest films of all time sure uh gary oldman's fantastic obviously uh I watched Palm Springs with Carly toward the beginning of the pandemic. That's the, uh, the the uh, oh God, what's his name? Hot Rod. Andy
1: Samberg. Andy
0: Sandberg. It is the Andy Samberg, J.K. Simmons comedy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, really, really cute and funny and kind of an interesting take on the time tra- uh not time travel, but like the Groundhog's Day formula. Gotcha.
1: Oh, I also watched uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams' Eurovision Song oh, Contest yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, what'd you think of it's that? It's actually, um, the soundtrack is actually pretty good. So I've heard it's good. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Pitch Perfect movies where like the plot is kind of whatever. But like you wind up like throwing the album on on your Spotify every once in a while, and you're like, yeah, this is a good song. Okay, I would give it a solid C. C. Okay, uh,
0: Borat is on here. Oh, I saw
1: that. Yeah, Borat. Yeah. So, so
0: this is one that I was like, I was like, I know John's talked about this. Yeah, I know that we I've talked about this that. together. I
1: forgot that that came out this year. So, uh, I mean, that's like a, that's kind of like Leading a. Leading up to the election. Yeah. Fucking perfect time. We had a group. The entire class of Izzy's grad school came over. So I watched it with like 14 people. And when she does that fertility dance. Oh I almost my vomited. God. I was like, oh my goodness. It's so
0: funny though. And that's like, a, good on you guys for doing that because like I watched it by myself. Yeah. And like I was laughing. But I can imagine like it's that better. movie laughing with a group. It's like, better
1: for the cringe moments to be with a group too. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that movie was awesome. It's I thought so it was good. so good. And it's I, so good that the actress, the actress yeah. is, is fantastic.
0: And she's been on like Kimmel and stuff, yeah. and they brought her out. And so I think she'll continue on to be I more of a celebrity. But
1: yeah, that was a great movie.
0: Yeah, really, really interesting. It works. Probably the best movie I saw in twenty twenty that like actually
1: came out in twenty twenty. Sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's just a very smart movie. I do think that you know. Other reviewers have said this. Uh, like, I've, I'm pulling from critic stuff, but like, the movie does can sometimes feel over edited. Like, the first Borat was like.
1: Raw footage. Yes. Yeah. And
0: then this one, there's like the Rudy Giuliani scene. Yeah. Like, feels very gotcha. Yep. Uh, which is funny to me because I don't think Rudy Giuliani is a very good person. No. So I don't <laughs> really care that he got got. Yeah. Uh, but. Nothing is nothing is worse or cringier than like I'm like the rodeo scene from the first Borat where it's like oh that guy's just like being homophobic and racist and terrible and it's like that yeah. shit is way bad like there's nothing like that bad in this one
1: yeah the uh, did you, have you heard like the op eds about like and like the oral history about him at the MAGA rally though uh, he actually got like chased out really yeah so like they don't show that in the in the movie but like he had to leave. Because, like, there's tons of people with assault rifles there. And once they figured out who he was, like, someone finally was like, hey, I think that's the Borat guy. Then they are like, you know, threatening him. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> singer. Yeah. I mean, smart call. Yep. He, he Obviously, he made it. Didn't didn't get hurt or die. So. Yes, that's a good thing. Uh, Sash Baron Cohen's just a genius dude. I mean, like. Very smart. Still, you know, still would have loved to seen him in the Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, movie, but yeah. But I'm glad we got the Robbie Malek version. But I'm always, that's always going to be, like, the. The what if. That's going to be, like, the. Um, the Lego guys doing the Solo movie, like how how much different and better could it have been? Much. Yeah. Are you talking about Solo or Bohemian Rhapsody? Solo. Yeah. I, I,
0: I don't know if it was Bohemian Rhapsody directed still by Brian Singer, but just starring Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't know if it would have been much different. I think, think Sasha
1: Baron Cohen's too big of a producer and director himself that he, he would have wanted to take. He would have had more of control of the directing, which I do think is some of the flaws of Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. that we got.
0: Um. Okay, another one, another one, another one. Uh, I saw uh, Psycho Goreman. Have you heard of this thing? No. Uh, so it's a it was a direct to streaming movie made by an indie art house. I think A twenty four may have been like the distributor. Sure. Uh, but it's like a throwback, cheesy, heavy effects, heavy lots of awesome like costume design, lots of costume. Awesome. It looked like Power Rangers. But the whole plot is that there's like this, this this brother and sister they're young young kids like 12 13 years old they find a uh, like a mastical m- mystical yeah mystical space rock in their backyard okay and it summons this demon named uh, psycho Gorman and, and whoever holds the stone, can't be killed and the, and Psycho Gorman, this alien destroyer from another world has to follow their rules and so the little girl gets this stone and so she's basically forcing him to like she transforms one of her annoying friends into a walking brain and it's this like cost it's really really but it's not done like horror yeah it's like I don't know it's like gremlins kind of oh. horror like uh, I rented it it was like I think or I may have bought it it was like 10, 15 dollars to buy but uh, I I thought it was hilarious really really funny and really cute um sure i don't know it's a decent it, it was a decent movie it's got it, it it's it's all right but i just like that aesthetic like if sure. you saw the trailer you would know what i'm talking about it's practical like that cool
1: effects stuff yeah
0: lots yeah. of practical effects it kind of looks like you know they use stuff in their kitchen cabinets to put these costumes together yeah and i like that sort of like gritty look sci-fi um But yeah, I want to, if you don't mind, I've got some box office stuff. Yeah, go for it. What do you think was the number one top grossing movie of 2020? Of 2020? Yeah.
1: Trolls World Tour. Trolls World Tour uh,
0: is not on here. It's because they got banned from (laughs)
1: AMC forever. Yeah, I don't see Trolls on
0: here. Number one is Bad Boys for Life.
1: Oh my god, I forgot it released
0: on January 17, 2020, and t- uh, grossed $204,000. That was the highest grossing movie of 2020, was nice. $204,000. Yep, yeah. uh, and this is only stuff that like they counted, so like Rise of Skywalker is on here that released December 20, 2019, but this is only counting what it made in 2020, okay. and it made $124,000 in, in 2020. Yeah, so uh, but then it's like number two is 1917 that came out December 25th that made $157,000 in 2020 Sonic the Hedgehog made $146,000 in 2020 and continuing on the box office stuff right here I got Doolittle I'm just going to pick and pull here <laughs> the Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle reboot Yeah. that pulled a nice a very hearty $77,000 for that studio so Took a bath on that one. I'm gonna say that's okay. He's got that Iron Man money. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't have to work. He probably worked. He probably worked. He made his money off that movie. They probably paid him like fifty million dollars just to show up. He, he, he got his
1: Iron Man fee just yeah. to be there.
0: Uh, the New Mutants coming in at number twenty-two on the list. It grossed twenty-three thousand dollars. I mean, a lot of this is just so sad. It's like
1: it's they they were there for like a week or two, yeah. and then stuff started shutting down. Yeah, yeah.
0: But then it's there's something like Tenant, right? released September 3rd 2020 gross all to, total in 2020 uh $57,000 <laughs> on a $250 million budget take a bath Chris Nolan yeah so the HBO Max act was, like the HBO Max thing for that was probably a huge get for them just to kind of like well we lost money here but we can hopefully gain money in terms of WB sure. HBO Max subscribers so yeah. things like that but yeah
1: movies definitely I mean took a big hit took a big hit like I said like we're they're... finally getting stuff out now I've, I've been really looking forward to a quiet place part two yeah so excited to finally watch that now that it's out um I remember that was the one that was supposed to come out in theaters in March and that was like right when the when, when my job started to get shut down and stuff and I was like I was like I wonder if this movie's gonna come out and then it just didn't so yeah almost over a year later it's finally out I'm, I'm still excited to watch it. I just have been so busy with the move that I haven't sat down to watch it yet, but really loved the first one. So yeah,
0: yeah. For me, um, I'm not a huge horror fan, like in terms of like sla- like modern horror, but you know, a Quiet Place Two looks intriguing because I like like Fall of Humanity stuff. Yeah, it's
1: got Killian Murphy in it. It does. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, That's cool. So to Scarecrow. Um see Scarecrow. Scarecrow.
0: But yeah, the next, my first, I saw the last movie I saw in a the theater was Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm vaxxed up, double vaxxed up on a Saturday night. Uh, Carly and I have been talking, like, well, what's the first movie we're going to go back to the theater to see? And it's probably going to be Fast and Furious 9. Nice. Which comes out on June 25th, so. Nice. 10 days. Going to go see me some Han action, some... Uh, John Cena. Some John Cena action. He's Dom's brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shit so much. Uh, but then after that, it's Black
1: Widow, so. yeah. yeah interesting summer ahead of us but black uh, widow might be our first gateway experience you know, yeah later. yeah to See when that lines up yeah definitely um, my busy july schedule but yeah well what do you want to transition on to now well, well i think we should do tv real quick okay and then closing thoughts because um, i know i know you watched a shit ton of tv so it's gonna take us a while to go through all the things that you watched um, yeah. I'll go first. <laughs> go first. Go bunch. first. Yeah. Go first. So I watched The Last Dance documentary. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple of different crime documentaries with Izzy. Um, Ameri- American Family Next Door or something like that. American Murder, Family Next Door about Chris Watts uh, was interesting. Obviously very sad stuff. I watched The Friends Reunion um, special on HBO Max. How was that? It was all right. I think if, we, if it would have come out at the beginning of the pandemic, it would have blown up. Okay. Because people would have been like, fuck yeah, now I'm going to watch Friends again. You know, stuff like that. But instead, <laughs> instead it came out like last month. Who uh, looks the worst? Matthew Perry, definitely. Really? I was going to say Joey. He looks so he like, chubby. He just looks like a jolly old Italian guy. He looks fun. He was really funny. Really? I mean, he seemed so, he seemed healthy, like to be honest with you. Like, he was whip smart, cracking jokes. He seemed so young and jovial and like... Matthew Perry seems like he's done some hard years. <laughs> so, um, all the women look like they haven't aged hardly at all, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a cute little reunion special if you have any t- type of affinity for that show. They don't address any controversy or anything like that, obviously. Um, it's highly highly produced and scripted and all that stuff, but yeah, it's still fun to watch. Um, what else TV-wise did I watch? So I watched, you know... Rewatched a lot of old shows, but I did, you know, for new stuff, things that we've talked about tons on this show. Yeah. Mandalorian season two, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm currently watching Bad Batch. Um watched History of Swear Words with Nicolas Cage, which was really fun. Um I'm trying to think of other T V that I watched that was new. I think
0: it you were saying like I'll I'll go first. Zach must have watched a ton of TV. I really didn't. Like, I mean, there was a lot of, like... new stuff. Yeah, not a lot of new stuff. Like, I mean, I watched... So, there was, like, Better Call Saul, which we talked about. That came out right around the start of the pandemic. But then there was also... um, What was I looking up here? There was, like... uh, Oh, Jesus. I just passed it. I don't know. But, like, the big things are... The Marvel stuff and Star Wars, like, yeah, that to me was like that was the biggest TV that I watched during the pandemic. Like, Wandavision and Winter Sol- Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, about to watch Loki either tonight or tomorrow. Sure. Um, and then yeah, Mando, Mando. I like. I'm trying. To, I'm racking my brains for like new television
1: series that I watched during the pandemic. And I can't really think... I think, yeah, I mean... Many. Well, you already talked about, like, Too Hot to Handle and yeah. stuff like that, which are, like, reality shows, but still counts, I think.
0: Yeah, and I watched Devs, too. Like, that was a really good series. Um, but, yeah, the TV realm for me, I think, was, like, not Yeah, for me, it was mostly, like... Thick.
1: For me, it was mostly, like, watching stuff that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. The, the only thing that came out in 2020 and 2021 that was new that was part of a larger overall show that i watched was shameless um the most recent season like incorporated covid and like masks into it which was weird um but yeah i watched the whole i, I watched the whole 10 seasons or 11 seasons of shameless with bill macy and you know, emily emmy rossum and, yeah um i liked it i loved i loved the first five seasons of that show i think are am pretty fucking great uh and would recommend but it really tapers off towards the end and you're really only watching it to see, like, where some of these characters wind up. Sure, but right. I also watched the College Admission Scandal documentary, which is fascinating. Um, who, did the, who did that one, right? Netflix. Netflix did it, okay. It was, it's very interesting, and it really makes you mad at the, the one percenters. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I watched, you know, watched a lot of documentaries and stuff. Yeah. I would consider that TV. So,
0: yeah, I don't know. Like... My TV selection is not super, super thick, honestly. I mean, but I guess we can talk about, like, what do you... Just kind of like a question I have about, like, the two big shows for me, which were WandaVision and Falcon. Uh Uh-huh. How are you enjoying... And Mando, Uh right? How are you enjoying this kind of switch to... And not switch I entirely love but like this evolution what, what is happening right now with these big budget movies yeah. these cinematic universes I love that having are now a having little TV snippet
1: shows. of my favorite franchises like over the course of a couple of weeks yeah to like have the discourse every week leading up to the next episode yeah I think it's great I think the, doing that in a pandemic year was a perfect kind of, like, coincidence, you know? Uh-huh. So I really enjoy it. Um, but I'm also just glad that we're getting the movies again, too, you know? Yeah. And then I can have my cake and eat it, too. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I, uh... I'm really, really, into. if WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are any indication of where the shows are going and like where Disney is trying to go with the, you know, having these big budget movies, but then also balancing it with these TV series on Disney Plus, I think we're in for some awesome, awesome stuff over yeah. the next few years. Like, I think the final
1: season of the Clone Wars also came out at the beginning of the pandemic too, like right around the March time frame when things yeah. were beginning to shut down. And I didn't watch it as it aired week by week, but I have since watched it. And it was really, really good. Uh, I don't. I mean, I know you haven't really watched much of the Clone Wars, but those last four episodes uh, happened concurrently with Revenge of the Sith cool. in the same time. But it's just about Ahsoka, and it's really good. Like some of the best Star Wars, I think, because you can watch that four in a chunk, and it's like a little 90-minute movie. So. Yeah,
0: it's on my list of stuff to get around to. It's I honestly, if just, I, I just were you, need to I take I plunge.
1: just watch those last four episodes. Really? I you don't think I should watch the entire series? I mean, series? You, if you really want to watch the whole series and commit to all the Clone Wars, I think it's better. You know, but if you, if you really just want to see this last four, you can get away without knowing what happened. Okay. Because it's just about like, you know Ahsoka's Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, so it's just about like her sensing that something's going on while she's also dealing with Darth Maul. So. Right. Okay, Good cool. Yeah, so yeah, TV, pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I Things that didn't come out this year that I did watch for the first time, I mentioned New Girl. I'm watching How I Met Your Mother. I watched Shameless. I showed Izzy Lost. We watched Parks and Rec, The Office, BoJack, Rick and Morty. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah. Just like lots of different mixtures of comedy and some dramedy uh, in there. Yeah, I mean, Staples for me, it's like... Carly and I fall
0: back to like Seinfeld all the time. Like that's yeah. a, a bright thing to watch. Like such a funny show to watch in dark times. And uh, Carly's been showing modern every season of Modern Family just came to Hulu, yeah, and so she- Carly's been showing me Modern Family. Nice. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. I think the mother her character is terrible, but I think that everyone else is really good. Yeah. Uh, Ty Burrell is fucking genius in that really show, um, and I really like uh, Ed 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 O'Neill. Uh, really, really great performances there, but I, I, yeah. Also, I showed Carly Watchman for the first time during the pandemic, like yeah. the movie, and then immediately followed up by the the HBO series. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so rewatch that during the pandemic as well. Um, but yeah, in terms of new stuff, like I don't know, I still think that, and we'll talk about this when we do our rank, like not our rankings, but like we'll pick the best of cat for each category. Yep. Yeah. I still think that Wandavision is is one of the one of my favorite things I watched. I, it's simply delightful start to begin start to end sure um but yeah do you have anything else on tv nope no what's the best not even not even a question for the the, the rankings what is the best streaming service now we've had a year of being locked up with these things like which one is the best
1: the best
0: yeah overall like performance the way the app is organized the collection of content The price,
1: everything. Like, what's what's your? If you could only keep one, basically. Do I? And I have to pay for it because I have Disney Plus, but I don't pay for it. (laughs) You know what I mean? On the family plan. Yeah, I actually think. I don't know. I. I might go with HBO Max. I'd probably go with HBO Max. I think it has so much. um, And they're releasing new stuff to it, both TV and movie, which is really dope. And it's got a lot of things that I don't own, so it's nice that I kind of own them now. Yeah. And it's also cool to be like, not only can I watch Justice League Unlimited on here, but I can also just go pop in and watch an episode of Game of Thrones. Sure. Or like Watchmen or something. So yeah, I'd probably go HBO Max. Yeah, I'd go to HBO Max too. Like I yeah. think like, what, it's $15 a month. It's totally worth it. There's totally so worth There's so much shit on there.
0: And I also think that their app is just organized in a really, really really great way it doesn't
1: crash like disney plus either yeah
0: disney plus crashes and i also think that it's hard to find what you're looking for sometimes on disney plus and netflix i can never fucking find what i need on netflix like you gotta do the search bar you gotta do the search bar but it's like on hbo max you can sort by like what studio or like kind of thing that you want do you want animation drama i don't know i think it works really really well so
1: yeah just a five star package all together for sure well worth the money
0: yeah um well, do you want to transition to video games? I think that might be the last one.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll go first again because it's, I, you know, I played two. <laughs> <laughs> so I played The Last of Us Part Two. I replayed a lot of games, I should say. But in terms of a new experience for me, the only new thing that I did in the pandemic was Part Two when it came out, and Red Dead Two when yeah. I when I got that, which was well over a year since it had been released. But that was the, I experienced it for the first time. Yeah, I've logged many hours on both of those games. One of them I've actually finished the story. The other I haven't. Yeah. Um, and then just like the occasional like booting up the Game Boy and playing a nostalgia game for like a couple minutes, or yeah. an hour or so. But well, I think that you're lying
0: because there's a couple you're not oh, thinking and of. Oh, Miles Morales. Yeah, that's the first one. Which Miles was Morales. really fun. Um, and then Astros Playroom Yeah. Yeah. Which is sweet. Astro's Playroom, one of my favorite games of the year, for yeah, sure. Really, um, really cute. But the PlayStation I played, 5. I
1: played Bug Snacks for like two hours, and then I got really busy at UPS, and I'm excited to play it again. Yeah, you got to get back to that. I have to start it over, though, because I don't remember the controls sure, at yeah. all. So. Um, but yeah, you
0: got the PS5 yes, during the pandemic. Like, yeah. I, I got my pre-order, and I got it on launch week. It took me a little bit of time, but I ended up finding one for Jay and got it mailed out to Santa Cruz. Um but uh, what were your impressions? What what's been in you? What's been your
1: impression of the PS Five so far? Like I think we've even, talked about this. It's too big. Um, yes, it's way too big. But I mean, it, it runs everything beautifully. The thing is, is I've only played one PS Five game, which is Miles. Um, and then like Astros and Bugsnax, but everything else that I've played is a PS4 version that is just like running on, running on a PS5. Yeah. So I'm just kind of waiting for some exclusives to come out. Yeah, and the big and, ones uh,
0: have started to hit. Like yeah. uh, I've played Ratchet uh, & Clank, Cl- Clank is coming out. Um, Resident Evil. Yeah. I have not played yet, but yeah. I want to. Yeah, uh, lots of great stuff on the horizon. But yeah, like Ratchet & Clank is, is only on PS5, but like we got confirmation that Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok are both coming to PS4 too. So like technically they're not, they're not PS5, PS5 exclusives. Yeah. Like so far the only really big ones have been like Bug Snacks, Playroom, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, Demon Souls, the yeah. HD remake of of the Demon Souls game, and Ratchet and Clank. Now so it's like. It's kind of a slim selection. Like, I'm, Sony's
1: first-party studios are all, must I mean, be, they're working with the knobs con- and the levers. Yeah, those consoles are an investment for yeah. the next decade, but right now, I mean, it plays everything that I love so fucking well. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I love the system. I I, uh, I also bought an Xbox Series X, and it's my first Xbox system I've owned since the 360. Um, and I've been using my Xbox as like kind of like my th- like third-party machine. Like, I've been playing... Because is, is, Game Pass is, is just amazing. Like, it's yeah. $15 a month, and I just have access to, like, hundreds of games that I would have never played before. So I've been playing... Through quarantine, like, I played... I played so much shit. Like, I played the Wolfenstein games for the first time. Loved them. Great first-person shooters. I played The Outer Worlds, which is an awesome sci-fi RPG from the guys that made Fallout New Vegas. Um... Uh, one of the biggest ones, though, on the, like the Xbox is I, I've been playing hundreds of hours of Call of Duty Warzone yep. with our friends Michael, Nate, and Ben. Shout out to you guys if you are listening. That's my Warzone squad. Uh, it's a Battle Royale mode. It's free to play, free to download. Um, it has other things in it besides Battle Royale, but for... I don't love... I, don't, I didn't get into Fortnite. I didn't get into PUBG.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Call of Duty has just really great shooting mechanics. Like it feels good to play, Sure. and Warzone is just very fun. Like I can't describe it any other way than it's like, it's a rush when you win. It feels so good. I feel like I'm constantly learning and getting better. Even if we're getting shit on, like in a night, and we're just not having great luck, I feel like I'm improving at the game. And it's just been such a fun time, you know, time waster. Like we'll squat up in the evenings, all four of us get on there you play some games for a few hours and then log off it's like I don't know it was a good way to also stay connected with some friends and sure. like, um you know f-
1: work on f- building those bonds so. I'm hoping that The Last of Us multiplayer provides that for all of our friends but I know none of them will play it besides well, you now that John's in a now once
0: John gets fully set up I'm forcing him into the war zone and uh I've been uh I've streamed some of my games so I'll have to start streaming video games with John and I will do Radiovania Twitch channel hell yeah um but yeah, I like the PlayStation 5 Two a lot. Uh, I've had it crash on me a few times. That's uh, not good. Not good, no. Uh, the worst crash happened
1: uh, during Miles Morales where it, like literally I had to unplug the system and let it wait for like a while. Mine happened during Miles as well. I had to restart it um, and like reset all my personal settings on the PlayStation, but it saved where I was in the game, which is yeah. interesting. So. Yeah, I. Uh, but I, I love it.
0: I love it so far. It's really, really great. Looking forward to Ratchet & Clank, which I'm going to start playing ASAP. Yep. Um, But, where was the... Yeah. I also played Ghost of Tsushima, which is another game that I think you'll really enjoy when you get around to it, but... Man, video games. Video games were a huge help for me, too, during the pandemic. Like, I replayed a lot of great games. The Mario 3D All-Stars collection came out, so I replayed Sunshine, Galaxy,
1: and 64. Nice. Um, I replayed Jedi Fallen Order on the PS5 um, because that was one of the first patches, and it runs a lot better than it does on the PS4. So that was pretty cool. Um, I replayed Uncharted 3 and Uncharted Lost Legacy... Um, but yeah, that's about it in terms of stuff that I replayed. Yeah. So.
0: I also played Cyberpunk. Yeah. Um. A big
1: Cyberpunk fiasco. Yeah.
0: That was a, one of those, uh, one of the internet stories from the pandemic that I'll probably remember the most yeah. in hindsight was sure. the disaster that was Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that game for about a week and then I put it away after i rolled credits on the the so that you get there's like multiple endings yeah and i got an ending and i was like okay well i didn't love that ending but i also don't want to replay it and choose different things until this is like fixed so i put the disc away and i put it in my shelf you never touched it. and i will come back to that when they officially fix it fix the game and I'm like a fixed wolves yeah i'm a yeah. fixed wolves and uh i actually one of the breaking news things from twitter that i was reading for the e3 is uh Apparently, Cyberpunk is finally being relisted on the PlayStation Store on June twenty second. Wow. So it's been it's been unavailable for sale on the PlayStation Store for a, almost a year. Yep, which is pretty insane. Coming from one of the most beloved studios that made one of like the biggest games of last generation. Yeah, um, but it's worth a play once 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 that PS five patch is pushed out and the game is a little bit more stable, it's a super awesome world to get lost in. It's like Blade Runner. Oh,
1: I, I'm very excited to play it one day, but I mean, I, I called you early on, and I was like, should I get this? And you're like, oh, I would probably just wait. Yeah. So, and I think that's the best advice you've ever given me. <laughs>
0: especially especially now, like, yeah. if you wanted to buy it right now, you could probably get it for like 20 bucks, Yeah. and then just wait for that PS5 patch, because they've announced it's gonna be free for people that own the game on PS4, so. Right. It's worth having, but um, yeah. That's video games in review. Like I, I, I'm struggling to think of any other ones that like really jumped out to me. The Last of Us Part Two is obviously the highlight, probably the best, best. You know, it's
1: the best video game of all
0: time. It's one of the best video games of all time. I think it's my favorite video game I played in the last decade, at least. So, uh, it's like that in Super Mario World. It's like, <laughs> neck, and, it's like neck and neck. They nailed it. Yeah. Two very similar experiences too. You jump in both of them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, John's trying to exit the highway right now, so we're we're. Uh, we're doing a little bit of navigating. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we've been going
1: for an hour and a half. Let's what? do. Uh, let's do our favorites of each medium okay. of the year, and then I think I think that should be good. I think this has been a really nice way to unpack my mind from the last year. Yeah. Just going. I'm glad we could do it in person.
0: So, what do you want to start with? Do you want to go in the order that
1: we did it? Yeah, let's do the order that we did it. So, uh, so books. Books. Right. Best. Yeah. So, what you want to do? Best and favorite. Best and favorite. Yeah. The best book that I read. Uh, does this include comics as well? Yeah, everything. The best comic that I read was Daredevil. Okay. Um, particularly hovering around issue 25, uh, which I won't spoil it for anyone that does want to read it, but you should definitely go check it out. Chip Zdarsky is a legend writing some stuff right now. So that's the best. My favorite thing that I read would probably be The Outsider. Though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing that I read was
0: probably Gideon Falls. Yeah. Uh, just a great series I would have said that but I I
1: I've been reading it as it came out so all the my favorite stuff was not in the pandemic yeah (laughs) uh and I think my favorite thing I read was
0: probably also Gideon Falls yeah um yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff yeah it's a really great comic um not much more you can say other than that it was just very enjoyable oh Invincible forgot to talk about Invincible well we talked about in the
1: last pod yeah so, but yeah you watched it yeah and now in, you're reading it yeah
0: watch it now I'm reading it uh, and fuck man Invincible is just the bee's knees yeah. it is like the, it is so awesome it is such a genius thing And so yeah never mind the
1: concept as a whole for sure best yeah. is
0: Invincible and I'm not even like anywhere close to halfway through that first trade or yeah. the first compendium really good yeah best Invincible favorite Gideon or yeah best favorite of, Gideon Falls okay um, what was next? Uh, next, we did
1: movies. Did we do movies next? Yeah. Okay. So movies, best and favorite. What do you, what do you want to go first again? Sure. Uh, my, f- my, The best movie that I saw. Oh, man, this is tough. <laughs> so the best new movie that I saw in 2020, 2021. Yeah. I think the best one critically out of the things that I saw, unfortunately, is probably Scoob. I think that, prob- that probably has, like, the highest Rotten Tomato, and I think it's the best, like, well, full story. Yeah. Uh, and then I, my favorite movie that I saw out of the three that I saw would probably be Snyder Cut, I guess. That nah, 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 feels bad to say. <laughs> you feel a little dirty? You a take little, a shower? I feel a little dirty, but yeah, I mean, that's probably my favorite. I liked it more than 84, so. Yeah. Um, and I saw Scoob and it was good, but I wouldn't say that was my favorite movie that I saw last year. Unless I could pick a documentary as my pick for a movie, like a singular documentary, not a serial documentary. Yeah. In which case, I'd probably pick that Chris Watts one because it's so well-constructed. Yeah. It's probably the best. Um. Yeah. Well, this is a tricky one for me
0: because, again, I watched a lot of movies but not a lot of great movies. Like, I think, honestly, my favorite my favorite thing that I've watched was probably Tenet yeah just because that that was the first thing that felt like a big moment where Twitter was talking about it Reddit was talking about it it was this brand new shiny product that I've never seen before in my home in my living room on my big TV and I rewatched it like five or six times to like pick up on the things that I didn't see but it definitely has its problems it's it's not the best thing I've ever seen but you know it was probably my favorite thing that I've watched uh God, the best thing though. Yey, yi yi. Yeah, it's. This barren list race land. is just a barren, barren race. And uh, maybe,
1: <sighs> maybe Borat. Honestly. Oh, I would like to resend mine then. Yeah, Borat's probably the best. I keep forgetting that that came out. Yeah, so Borat over Scoop for sure. <laughs> And then I can just change my favorite to Scoop instead of Snyder Cut. <laughs> there you go. I So
0: honorable, I'm going to say honorable favorite mention to Snyder Cut because it, it occupied so much of my head space for the pandemic. Yeah,
1: the DCU in review took a
0: lot of hours. Yeah. I'm sure. And like the Snyder Cut was like, it was like, I don't history,
1: know. History. Movie history.
0: It was like tantric, you sure. know? Yeah. It was like the release after being teased for so long. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's
0: like finally getting to blow your load on it. Yeah. yeah, and it felt, it felt, satisfactory in the time, and I really enjoyed watching it, and it was one of the most enjoyable movie experiences I've had. But you know, it's so schizophrenic. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. That I can't like really put
1: it into a category. Sure. Um, is TV next? Yeah, TV is next. So I think the best TV show that in the pandemic era is *WandaVision*. Um, and I think my favorite TV show, however, in the pandemic area is probably The Last Dance. Okay. Yeah, so I'll go with series. Um, uh, Shout out to Mando Season 2, obviously. I'm a big Star Wars guy, but yeah. WandaVision is definitely better constructed overall. And The Last Dance was just meant so much to me at the time it came out that yeah. I really needed it at the time. So it's, I feel very nostalgic towards that series.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, think the, I think my favorite is is WandaVision. Mm -hmm. This is tough, because this might be controversial. I think my favorite is WandaVision, but I think the best might be Invincible.
1: See, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure I would probably put it up there. Uh, I also didn't, and I really am kicking myself, because I feel like I would be blowing this thing so hard. I never watched The Boys Season 2, which I hear is just phenomenal. And I bet you that would have been high up there, but... I, if, 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 if the Invincible show is as good as you say and it's just like the comic I can see why that would be the best
0: it's like WandaVision is the MCU and it's the MCU being weird which we talked about in our review where it's sure. like I, I like that it had kind of like David Lynchian sort of vibes yeah. um, and so WandaVision might be one of my favorite MCU properties like that they've done so far and I just think that you know it's so fun it's it's heartfelt it's genuinely tense in some moments Really well acted across the board, um, but in terms of an I, I don't know, Invincible might be the best animated thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like even more than like Little Lion King. Oh well, nah. okay. So Disney movies aside, <laughs> okay. it might be the best animated thing that I've seen. That's not a Disney film. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's just so immaculate, and it's interesting, and voice it's cast. emotional. The Sounds voice incredible. cast is ridiculous. It's bonkers. J.K. Simmons, give
1: that man an Oscar. Give him an Oscar. Why what you what's think, your, can, you cowards? Can animated things be nominated for Emmys or can they only be nominated for day Emmys? It's a great question. I don't know. Cuz he should be nominated. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> but that character is such an such an award-winning character that any anybody who is lucky enough to portray him in such a good way. He's perfect. Yeah, I also have he's heard perfect. great things about Stephen Young.
0: Yeah, he's great as the lead
1: too. Like yeah, they're all Mark, very Every character is likable in some way. Even the characters. I just characters love that, that, that that's like not. Robert Kirkman's guy. Like he played Glenn in Walking Dead, and now he gets to be Mark Grayson. Yeah, he owes him a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally. I mean, Kirkman's such. Have you? Okay, real quick before we move into video games. Sure. Um, you should listen to the Fat Man Beyond episode with Kevin Smith, where they brought Kirkman on to talk about Invincible. Okay. Robert Kirkman is like the nicest one percenter that exists. He's so fucking funny and nice. And he's just like, yeah, I got all this money, but I just go and buy Hanes t-shirts and like, you know, <laughs> and he's just like, he's just so, uh, he's such a down to earth dude. And yeah, he talks about how like he was writing Walking Dead and Invincible and this other book, Lazarus, all at the same time for Image because he was broke and his house was about to get taken by the bank. And so he's just like, I will write nonstop if you guys publish it and if you think it's good. And now he's like a gazillionaire. Um, and Walking Dead and, and Invincible are two of the greatest comic book runs of all time with yeah. a singular writer. So, shout out to Robert Kirkman. Yeah, he's. Thank you for these great, rich worlds that you've provided us over the last fifteen plus years. Yeah, like I, I never got into Walking Dead. I really like the Telltale game. Yeah, the book's um, really good. Um, I haven't watched a minute of the TV besides watching yeah. the YouTube clip of Jeffrey Dean Morgan bashing Stephen Young's face. And, so yeah, woof. yeah. Um, spoilers, spoilers.
0: But uh, yeah, I never read The Walking Dead, but I'd always heard like, oh, it's so good, and Robert Kirkman is such a visionary. It's awesome. And watching Invincible and now reading Invincible, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. dude is dude you is can, on another level I'll in tell terms you of world building. So you don't have
1: to pay for it. I'll loan you my Walking Dead compendium. So if you ever want to get the hankering to read them, you can dive into the first one and, and let me know what you think. Yeah. The only reason why I want to watch The Walking Dead now is because I found out that John Berthals in it. And I love that guy, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then, games. Do we even need to answer this question? Well, is this so a question that needs answer. I'm
0: gonna pick a different. I'm gonna. I'm, so I'm gonna say best and favorite is the cheat answer. Is the Last of Us Part Two for both? For both. But I'll also pick a runner up. Okay. Because it's an easy answer, and we've we've sucked that game's dick so so hard. So uh, yeah. Best probably Last of Us Part Two you know i can't really say anything else but agreed favorite is probably bug snacks honestly okay. uh, i think that game is like genius in terms of writing and comedy writing okay like the way that all the animals like the bug snacks are like you know they're so they're clever and creative and the way that they speak when you catch them through the controller is just so got me every yeah. time it never got old uh bunger bunger
1: bunger bunger bunger, bunger
0: it was great and so it that was a whimsical game it was such a great game to play after The Last of Us Part Two. Well, oh, I'm sure yeah. <laughs> and like uh, I don't know just having that whimsicalness on the PS5 and like having such a fun experience with it I, I, I just I love that it was a really great experience for me and uh, sure um, I'm looking forward to having you finish it it gets real Rick and Morty toward the end
1: which I, I really can't really love. even wait man. yeah so, so excited uh, I loved it. I really did love it. I just wish I had more time to finish sure. it. Sure. Um, uh, my my best and favorite is the last was part two. And any other argument is stupid. So <laughs> I, I can only be who I am. All right. Give me the runner up. The runner up for favorite. Neither, either. I don't care. Um. Probably Astros. Honestly. Yeah. Astros. Awesome. I think awesome. it's a it's such a cool concept. Yeah. How it displays what the console can do while also giving you nostalgic like. Uh, you know, platform hunting for the PS2 yeah. and the PS3, and you know, yeah, it's, also genuine, it's, it's also just a genuine, it's a genuinely just good game. The art yeah. style is really great. Astro's adorable. I think, you know, if like a little figurine ever came out, I'd probably get that From my desk or something. Yeah. So. That's yeah. probably what I would go with for a runner-up.
0: Uh, Sony just acquired them as like a first-party studio. Before then, they weren't like that's good. Like officially like part of the PlayStation family. Like they technically were a third party. Nice. Uh, but now they're acquired, and apparently they're dumping a bunch of money into the next should project. Should honestly so. do
1: like a full Astros yes. platformer.
0: I think that's what a lot of people are assuming they're gonna do. Yeah. Astros so. World. Astros World. Astro World. 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 Easy baby. Sun so. is
1: out. Freezing cold.
0: The fir- the their first game was Astros. Uh, astro uh, astros uh, ooh, i don't remember what it's called but it was a vr game for playstation vr uh, and apparently it's amazing but i haven't gotten around to playing it yet gotcha. uh, it was free with playstation plus so i i have it just need to get around to playing it yep. um okay cool Video that's, games. It.
1: that's yeah. it that's it that's what we did wow oh. that's the pandemic well oh i guess the one thing we could talk about real quick is sports in the pandemic. Yeah. Big year for me with the Tampa Bay Rays going all the way to the World Series and then crushing my soul (laughs) by taking Blake (laughs) Snell out too early in the game six and losing to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, The NBA bubble was really well done. So was the NHL bubble. I wish they were doing that again this year, but they're not. Um, However, it's just nice to have sports back again and fucking Tom Brady went all the way to Tampa Bay and won. So Tampa Bay, Champa Bay champ of <laughs> run it back run it back hopefully the Rays gets the world series again this season I'm yeah. excited to go to in-person baseball games though
0: yeah I'm excited to go to great american ball not Park, being able to go game. to a
1: baseball game last year was very upsetting because yeah. I've done that almost every summer I've been alive so. yeah
0: yeah I uh you know I'm not a huge NBA fan I'll watch an NBA game with you if you're there like an MLB game though like I love the Reds I love watching the Reds play yeah um especially at the stadium. Uh, but football for me was a really interesting one where it's like fantasy. It was, yeah, fantasy football this year was really f- funny.
1: It was funny. I hated it. It was really <laughs> I brutal. I hated it. I, yeah. I had so many guys doing stupid shit off the field and getting COVID or, you know, all the game delays really fucked up playing yeah. people in a specific week where they wound up playing like in the middle of a week and then, you know, it's just weird. Yeah. But, Shout yeah. out to Austin for winning, I guess. But. I guess. Yeah,
0: and uh, you know, this is not going to mean anything to our foreign or out of Ohio listeners, but Joe Burrow being like the number 1 draft pick for the Bengals and <laughs> the then going getting Cincinnati. and then getting in like being like the most beloved person in the city of Cincinnati for this year and then going down with like a season-ending injury yeah. was like really somber and that like Cincinnati basically wept that day. And, uh, they
1: lost the, they lost their favorite son. Yeah, and you so know.
0: he's uh, he's practicing. I think he's gonna start first game of the new season. He'll be back. We've drafted a shitload of old, old liners. They should, lo- they so. should low
1: manage, load manage him though, you know. Yeah, like if you're playing the Jaguars, maybe he just plays the first half. Yeah, unless you're getting your ass kicked by the Jaguars, which
0: is possible. So. Uh, yeah, sports were an interesting one too, and yeah. uh, we just had the Floyd
1: Mayweather fight, which Logan we, Paul. Logan Paul, yeah. What a waste of time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like it was. It was weird because they stopped for a little bit, and then they were able to resume. The NBA and the NHL season had to go on hold when yeah. the pandemic first kicked off, but baseball doesn't start to the summer, so they were able to play all of season, all of the season last year, just with nobody in the ballpark. Yeah. Which was cool that they had one full season, Um, but yeah. So what about I just had to throw out the fact that it was a big year for me sports wise.
0: Here's here's a a random one that you might not be able to answer, and I can go first because I have an answer. Do you have a favorite like joke of the pandemic? Like what was a like a meme or like a cultural funny thing that happened during the pandemic? Like get stick bugged. Get stick bugged. (laughs) That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, for me, it was, uh, and something I'll remember forever too, uh, was oh, runner up was the 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 meme that was just the best thing ever, which was the the court video of the guy that set his Zoom camera to be a cat and he didn't know how to change yeah. it. And he's like, I'm here. I promise, I'm not a cat. I, I'm not a cat. I swear. Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, that that was a great joke. Um, but I think my favorite, like, I don't know, my one of my favorite, fo- like, just things about the pandemic that I'll remember this year for is the meme stocks. We did we did an episode where we covered it, but like, oh yeah, definitely. I fell into quite a few rabbit holes, putting a little bit of money into into GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, Nokia, Dogecoin.
1: Black- BlackBerry was funny.
0: Yeah, and uh, what else? a bunch of weed stocks took off so I don't know it was really really funny and like the I don't know it was just such a that's like that's like the future of civilization just like people like average consumers and people like making like millions of dollars just on the 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 gaming the system basically yeah um kind of interesting funny the best part to me was the the Wall Street Bets community on Reddit after you know a while of the GameStop stock thing going crazy a bunch of people were donating money and uh, you, like fostering gorillas in the Diane Fossey company yeah. because their whole thing is like apes together strong <laughs> and so there was one day where the Diane Fossey gorilla company like raised like millions of dollars in donations and for like for all these gorillas and I was just like wow well I don't know some people are in this for the wrong reasons but at least, you know, we help make some animals' lives a little bit better. I, li- I like that. Oh, yeah, brother. So, I don't know. Do you have – so, other than stick bug, nothing else? Um, not that I can think of, really. Okay. No. So, then, that, the last question that I think we can end on is, what are you most looking forward to for the rest of 2021? Now that we're, we're kind of in pandemic year part two, but this is, like, the epilogue right now where – I'm at, I work at a retail environment where masks are now optional for vaccinated customers. Uh, so I'm around maskless people a lot more frequently than I was, which is an interesting yeah. thing. Um, movie theaters are starting to fill up again. Big movies are coming back. All the sports venues in Cincinnati have opened the max
1: capacity. Yeah. Uh, but like, what are you looking forward to most in the rest of 2021? I think... Um, and I've already started to, to do this with you and my family, but definitely just like seeing people. Yeah. Uh, while I was in California, A, it's really expensive to travel there, but B, I didn't want to fly during the pandemic. So I haven't, I hadn't seen my family in almost 11 months until about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So just getting like getting time to spend, you know, you know extended amounts of time with people. Yeah. Um. Uh, one of the things I'm looking forward to most is that first time that I can sit down in Gateway and watch a movie again Yes, I think that, I don't think I actually think I'm going to strategically not go to a theater until I can see one there because I think that would be so poetic and whatever we see we got to invite Lucas and Allie. Yeah, Um, for sure, for sure and then getting to be like in a reunion again with all of the guys I think our next one will probably be our fantasy football draft so yeah looking forward to that, and then uh, going to a baseball game. If I can go to more than that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll echo... Oh, and playing X-Wing in person. Oh my god, dude. I haven't played X-Wing in a year, (laughs) like in person. I've had to play online, and it's been dismal. Um, I think tomorrow night they're doing casual nights again at the store you got to wear masks but it's in cleveland on wednesday nights and i think like as soon as we get back to cleveland i would be like hi Izzy's family thanks someone will unload the car and i'm gonna then, go play some board games i'm gonna stuff. go play x-wing yeah <laughs> just like give me a couple hours up there that'd be great
0: yeah i'll echo everything you said like i'm excited to sit in a the theater again i'm excited to be a gateway uh excited to try new things go out try new restaurants at bars yeah, again,
1: even eating indoors at a restaurant yeah. a couple times since I've been vaccinated has been cool. Yeah. Um, so,
0: but yeah, I mean, in terms of like the actual content, though, I think like the summer movie stuff, like Black Widow and Fast and Furious, I think are the next big things that I'm just like really yeah. salivating for. I really want that new new content. Yeah, I'm
1: excited to see those movies for sure. though I think the the most anticipated one for me is still Spider-Man. Um, yeah, Home the, Slice, which is the one that's furthest away. Yeah, December. That.
0: Well, it's going to be an interesting year. Uh-huh. Thank you for waxing poetic and, and looking back at where we've been and where we're going. Yeah, This is a fun one. Uh, thank you all for listening as well. If you made it this far with motorcycles passing by and bumps in the road and potholes, you're you're a true fan. We love you very much. Thank you for listening to Radiovania. As always... You can go to Radiovania.com for a list of all of our previous episodes and all of our content there. You can go to YouTube and go to our Radiovania page too that has all of our short films so like The Few of Us. Uh, drunk Man recites the end of Star Wars or whatever. What,
1: what was it called? Drunk drunk Guys Recreate the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And then uh, Drunk Man Recreates the Speech from the Dark Knight <laughs> yeah, is also on there. Good one. Um, he's a hero. He's 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 the he's not the Gotham we deserve. <laughs> uh, the Neckesis. <laughs> um and then, yeah, follow me at Zacatello. Follow John at Najith and Parker. And then uh, email us, questions, comments, and concerns to Radiovania show at gmail.com. Uh, I promise if you email us, I will read it, and I will plug whatever you want. Exactly. Uh, we are shills. Yes. Um, keep an eye out for merch. As soon as it, I get to a time where it's not busy in my life, I will look into what it would look like to ship things to people because I think
1: that's the hard part like I think I can we'd have to see if we can get to the post office and get the media discount yeah which is like what people that have Patreons use so. yeah
0: yeah. so lots of interesting things there but we'll have stickers I've, I've I've already printed off like a limited run of Radiovania stickers limited run of Radiovania key change uh, Carly was talking about maybe giving us getting us like some shirt designs uh, very limited as well we're not made of money here but sure. uh, thank you all for listening John who? What was the biggest thing during the pandemic? I, there's no quote I have for you to end me on. Do you have like a random
1: anything? We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's good.